Your Say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning in London town. We're coming to you live from Leicester Square. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. Nice to be company. Got a lot to get through on the programme this morning. Darren will be here a little bit later. So if you've got a question relating to your computer or a piece of gadgetry, a camera or recording equipment, whatever it happens to be, get the questions in now. The quicker you get them in, the shorter the question, the bigger the chance there is of us doing it. So send them in to steve at lbc.co.uk. If you've got a question for Darren, you'll be here between 9 and 9.30. Steve at lbc.co.uk. OK? Don't, don't do pages and pages of the question. Just, you know, just the problem, and then hopefully we'll try and sort it out for you a bit later on. Julie P's good. We'll be looking through the papers with us later. You can imagine what the front uh, page story is on every single one of them. And when you look at the pictures, and I went to the LBC website this morning, and we have a video of the tsunami in Japan, and it's just unbelievable. I mean, you, there are, it just goes to prove that here we are in 2011, and we know no know, know more about what goes on in the middle of the Earth than, than we ever did. In fact, we seem to know more about what goes on on other planets as opposed to what's going on under the sea. Um, I was watching it, and if you look at the video and you watch this, this wave coming in, it, it just looks perfectly normal until you see that it's travelling at about 100 miles an hour and it's flattening everything. In fact, the coastal town of Minami Sanriku uh, is completely destroyed. They, you look at the front-page picture on the Mail on Sunday this morning and it's gone. It has absolutely gone. 10,000 people, they say, are missing. And it, it was a, a fairly large place. It looked a little bit industrial, a little bit fishing, and there's hardly anything left standing. Just a couple of high-rise buildings, but all the windows are blown out. You wouldn't think, would you, that something that started under the ocean and then ended up producing this, this huge wave, which just swept across the land. There's, a, there's an awful piece of video on the LBC website which shows uh, a man who is trying to outrun the tsunami. And unfortunately, he's heading across the field, which is exactly where the tsunami's going. And unfortunately, you can't, you can't escape it. Wisely, the camera then, then cuts away. But there's even people in cars sitting there looking at it without realising that any minute now, they're going to be totally engulfed by this huge wall of water. And when you look at the pictures in the Mail on Sunday, and you have a look at the video on the LBC website, this, uh, this, this, this coastal town is just reduced to, to timber. It's just broken wood and twisted metal. You, you just wouldn't have thought that it was it was that powerful. And they've said here, people never stood a chance. And this is a country that's well used to, to earth tremors. In fact, most people, when you have, they, they have tremors over there, they just sit there and carry on with their work. People hang on to a desk and that's about it. In this particular case, these people had no idea what was heading towards them. I'll come around to that a little bit later. I'm sure Julie's got some uh, thoughts. But there's the, the, the video on the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk. There's also the pictures that we took on Friday evening of my first ever trip on the London Eye. It's quite frightening. I, I suddenly realised as, we as we were going up, I wasn't bothered about going up. It's when, we're, and you go up very slowly, but it's when you get to the top and you suddenly look around and you suddenly think, do you know, we're even higher than I thought we were. And uh, we went up there for the sole purpose of interviewing lovely Hayley Westenra. We've spoken to before, but she's our In Conversation in a few weeks' time. Got a new album coming out very shortly. And she was there as a prize for our sister station, Classic FM. And they'd, uh, when they'd had their auction to raise money, somebody had bid for Hayley to sing in, in one of the pods up there. It's always rather a nice thing to do. I'm going out for tea 
for the one that uh, that I was bid for on the LBC auction. That'll be coming up later in the year, so we'll no doubt have pictures taken of that. We'll put those up as well. So all the, the new pictures, the interview, with the emphasis on view, is up on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. And as I promised you last week, and I have not broken my promise, it's your opportunity in the Steve Allen How Low for today to get your hands on the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. Now, I'm a little bit jealous because I've seen what these look like. I saw them when they launched them. You will be among the first people in the country to get your hands. James Ware has been giving some away uh, every day this week on his programme, and I've got one today to give away. The Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover can be yours, because this one has got... I don't know if you've seen it on the television, but it's thinner than the first one. It's uh, lighter. Uh, it's a faster processor, better graphics, it's got more apps than the other one, and it's got two cameras, so you can talk face-to-face with a friend, take photos and record your own HD movies. So it's a bit like a big... Imagine sitting on the train, actually being able to look at somebody, and, and they could see you as well. I mean, it's technology taken to a new level. And we are going to include the leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad, but also transforms into a perfect stand for surfing, gaming or watching movies. All singing, all dancing. It can be yours. How do you get your hand on it? This time, it's, uh, it's the lowest unique bid that will win. In other words, the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The hammer comes down at 10 o'clock this morning. It's a quickie for this Sunday, the 13th of March, until 10 o'clock. So you've got about uh, two hours, 50 minutes to go. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. So if you think, for example, it's going to go for... 81 pence, you text Steve, then you do the numbers 81, and then you send that to treble 821. If, for example, you think it's going to go for £1, 3 pence, you text Steve, 103, and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for the full terms and conditions. It's got a 10-hour battery life, a 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen, but it's now 33% thinner and 15% lighter. Your chance to get your hands on the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover only this morning on LBC 97.3. So apart from that, you've got to get your... It's a lot, a lot to think about this morning, I'm afraid. You've got to get your questions in for Darren to steve at lbc.co.uk. Do them now. Make them fairly short, or as short as you can do, but, uh, but make sure you outline the problem. And then we'll see if we can sort that out between nine and half past today. And then we'll have Julian, who'll be looking at the, uh, the papers for you between eight and nine. But as I say, all the papers today lead with the, uh, the tsunami. There's not really a lot more you can say about it, apart from the fact it's an absolute tragedy. They think there's... 10,000 people just in one coastal town who are unaccounted for. Goodness only knows how many other people are missing. Goodness only knows how long it will take them to find people. The British relief teams have gone out there. In fact, everybody's uh, all pulled together. This is in the north of Japan, incidentally, where they are prone to having things like this. But people have literally been taking photographs from their, their office blocks, watching as this, this wall of water sweeps through, dragging with it goodness knows what. I felt really sorry because when it first started, you don't realise the, the impact and just how, how huge uh, this, this tragedy is. And it was one farmer's field that just vanished under this wall of water. He obviously had all his, uh, his sort of tunnels out there to, to grow all the vegetables. So people's livelihoods has gone. Uh, boats have been thrown up all over the place. The amount of cars that have been taken down by this. And I still am none the wiser 
as to how tsunamis occur. I'm, I'm reliably informed it's under the ocean. The plates move, the Teutonic plates, I think. And it's that that causes this, this ripple effect. And then that, in turn, and I haven't quite got to grips with it, uh, leads to the, the build-up and the, the wave gets bigger. Strange enough, in shallower water, the wave is higher. The deeper the water, the less, the less impact the wave has. But the shallower the water, the more it builds up. And when you look at it, it's just, it's dragging down every bit of rubbish, cars. It's almost like you sort of, you know, the wife saying to the husband, I told you we shouldn't have parked the car there. Because people parked in car parks going about their daily business and the cars were just swept away. And literally within a few hundred metres, you can see cars that are driving about, totally oblivious to what's going on the other side of these buildings where this huge wall of water is dragging ships, boats, planes, everything. You know, under bridges. It's the, the devastation is just unbelievable. So that's the front pages of, of all the papers. Even, surprisingly, the, um, the Daily Star on Sunday actually manages to put it on the front page. The same picture that they've got on the, uh, the front of a few other papers as well. They're now saying the latest, uh, latest death toll, they say 12,000 could be missing. And that's why it's imperative that the relief teams get out there with the dogs. But you're, you're dealing with places that are still underwater. And, and in many cases, people had no idea it was coming, and they're all wooden structures. So you look at this wave approaching houses, and then the next minute the house is just gone. Because presumably they're just built on stilts. They don't seem to dig foundations like, uh, like we do. Uh, Robbie Williams is in the paper as well today, moving away from the tsunami just briefly. He's going solo again less than eight months after joining Take That. He's in talks about signing his own deal with Universal. And they say here, Robbie's been very committed to the Take That project and he can't wait to tour with the guys. Uh, He said he wouldn't record his own music. Uh, Sorry, he never said he wouldn't record his own music again. I thought his creative juices had dried up, though, a bit. And and the last one didn't do particularly well. So uh, I think what he'll do is enjoy the Take That tour and then he thinks, oh, I'll, I'll just go out again and I'll, you know, go out on tour. I'm not really sure, actually, that there's a market for the, uh, for the Robster anymore. I'm hoping that he, he is actually going to do the complete tour. Strange enough, Neil Tennant thinks he will. He actually thinks he will, and Neil Tennant should know he's worked with Robbie Williams before. What a great uh, collaboration of jealousy with full orchestra and chorus. Sounds amazing. Uh, home is where the heart isn't when it comes to Frank Lampart. Here he is again, Get Lost Grandma. He's going to cash in as Teresa 98 who I think is uh, is Aaron's, uh, Ellen's granny. And so he's kicked her out of the flat. When asked if Lampard knew it would result in her being made homeless, his agent shed, said, what's that got to do with anything? They reckon that Lampard's got a £13 million property portfolio. Yeah, but is he happy? You know, you have to ask yourself the big question. Might have £13 million worth of properties, but does it make you happy? Of course it does. Of course it does. Although you've got to keep an eye on everything nowadays. Uh, also, the papers today... They've got, uh, oh, poor old Vernon Kay. I'm sorry about this one. I can't help but smile because his American dream has hit the rocks. His primetime show was axed. Uh, it, uh, unfortunately, this is Skating with the Stars. This is the US version of Dancing on Ice. It was a ratings flop. 3.4 million people tuning in for the final. And ABC say we've not picked up for another series. He's also got no date for his new show, Million Dollar Mind Games. Last night, his spokesman insisted it will be airing later this year. The trouble is, he never pulled audiences for any of his shows, even in this country. Even in this country, you know, he might be a lanky six-foot-four-inch bloke who stands there and grins aimlessly at the cameras in between texting naughty things, but he doesn't, he doesn't rate on any shows. It's a bit like Eamon Holmes. Eamon Holmes, you know, perfectly pleasant, I suppose, in small doses, smiles, looks at the camera, but doesn't rate. He doesn't have that edge 
that Ant and Deck have got. And unfortunately, Vernon Kay could stay in America for 100 years and it wouldn't make the slightest difference, I don't think, to his career. More on Prince Andrew. And uh, proof now, they say, that he lied over cash for access scandal. He didn't go out to Saudi Arabia, you know, the other day because of the situation out there. And um, he used the palace to hide truth, but his own letter exposes the lie. It's just getting worse and worse for Prince Andrew. Never the brightest penny in the box, I'm afraid. And, um, and I suppose, really, people just leave him alone now. He just gets on with it. He sort of bumbles through things. Shame that Cheryl Cole's brother's been jailed for drug dealing. I didn't, uh, didn't come as any surprise to me that uh, her brother has been involved in drugs for ages and ages. But uh, now they're saying that Cheryl Cole is aiming to become as famous as Jennifer Lopez by launching her sparkling stateside career. Oh, no, she's not. I don't think the Americans are remotely interested in show. A, they won't understand a word of what she's saying. B, her songs are pretty lame. So uh, if I was you... I mean, she, she, she looks pretty. But there again, she's only teeny tiny. Not that I think that's any impact, but I think you've got to be a, a little bit... You know, have, have a little bit more, more to give. Than a brother's in prison for drug dealing and, uh, and a wayward family. Let's have a check on the road, shall we, this morning? Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past seven, so don't forget, uh, giving away today the Steve Allen special How Low. It's the Apple iPad 2 and the leather smart cover. You can be among the uh, first people in this country to get your hands on it. You can talk face to face with a friend, take photos, record your own HD movies. You can do it. I think on this one as well, I think one of the apps is um, you, you, you can make your own records. Somebody was saying it's got this really good... And I quite fancy that idea, actually. And because it's got the two cameras, you can talk face-to-face with a friend. You can... uh, It's got a faster processor, graphics. It'll improve browsing, gameplay and viewing of HD videos. Uh, And we will include the leather smart cover that not only protects it, because you do need that, but also it doubles under itself for surfing, gaming or watching movies. It turns into a perfect stand. How do you get your hands on it? You've got to come up with the lowest unique bid, which is a bid that nobody else makes. So, for example, if you think 33 pence is going to do it, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 33, and then send that to treble eight two one. If you want it to be pound forty seven, you text Steve, and then 147, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Uh, whilst Jordan introducing his, uh, introduces her new boyfriend or lover or whatever he is, he isn't a cunning linguist, it has to be said. He doesn't speak any English whatsoever. So they're kind of, you know, they're kind of out on a limb. I'm sorry about that. Uh, they are out on a limb. They don't speak... Uh, any any common language. I mean, she doesn't speak English and he doesn't speak English, so there's no hope whatsoever. But while she's here with him and she's saying he's a much better lover than Alex, which is what she says about all her exes, uh, Peter, Andre, has sloped off with the kids for another photo opportunity. So expect to see Peter in Courcheval, not normally the sort of place that would welcome somebody as naff as Peter Andre, because it's quite posh over there. So when he turns up with the film crew from OK Magazine, you can imagine the locals going, oh, God, what is he? I don't know, he's a very old pop singer. Oh, right. What's he famous for? He brought out a perfume and he married a so-called glamour model. And that's about it. Oh, he's got two, two children and you'll see them in all the photos. But he was larking around in Courchevel. Caring Pete also took Harvey, Jordan's disabled son, by Dwight York. A friend says Pete was over the moon to get away with Harvey. They've all had so much fun on the slopes. I know, it's such a vacuous life, isn't it, really? Uh, Carol Malone talks about uh, Jason Gardner who's had her hair transplant because he's scared of losing his looks. She said, oh dear, who's going to tell him? Carol, this is not very nice for a woman whose hairstyle dates back to 1970. So at least, you know, I keep saying 
I keep saying all the time, actually, to Andrew Pierce, when you have a word, you know, with character, get her to change the hairstyle. It has been the same one for a long time. It looks like she puts it in giant rollers. So, uh, you know, let him who casts the first stone and all the rest of it. Uh, she talks about um, Natasha Kaplinsky, uh, who was ditched, oh, sorry, she, she left Channel 5 to have a baby. Now she said she's bored and she wants to come back to work. She says, for starters, TV bosses might be wary of a woman who raved about how committed she was to her job, yet in three years took two stints of maternity leave and clocked up just 252 hours on screen, all the while taking shed loads of money. And to be honest with you, I mean, nobody's interested in poor old Natasha Kaplinsky. You know, she sort of, she, she reads the news, but I mean, how difficult is that? It's called reading out aloud, being able to, you know, to read words and stuff like that. Are we running out of uh, ink in the printer by the look of it? That'll be interesting, won't it? We've got loads of these things to print off here, actually. Poor old uh, John in Kazakhstan says, Enjoyed your chat with Neil Tennant. Minus 20 here, he says, that spring has arrived because he's in Kazakhstan. Say hi to my wife, Karen. I shall see her on April Fool's Day. He says, I can't believe you've never been on the London Eye. I thought you were a major player. Do you know, it never interested me. It's bizarre, that, isn't it? I never... Mainly because I'm not particularly good with heights. And, and I don't want to sit in a carriage with a load of other people. I know you could pay extra and have it yourself, which is probably what I would, uh, I would do. But I've been on it now, and I, I quite liked it. It is a bit scary, though, as you'll hear in the interview when it, uh, when it comes out. And um, I, I did keep looking at... I, I didn't stand up. I did sit down on the seat in the middle. Both, both Hayley Westerner and I both sat there rooted. To the, I wasn't sure who was more scared, her, me, her, her PA, or, um, or the team that we had with us. The pictures are on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. I'm no fan of beauty pageants, says Carol Malone. No, I don't think anybody... I think they're a bit dated and naff, aren't they? But she says, I do applaud 24-year-old Shana Bukhari, the first ever British Muslim to take part in a Miss Universe contest. Predictably, Shana from Manchester has already had threats from religious zealots who reckon she should rot in hell. But she's, uh, she's, she's saying, you know, to you, and she's going to wear a bikini and everything, and her, her family are, uh, are behind her. Quite a long way behind her, I suspect, if she's taking part in this. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I think women have earned the right over the years to do whatever they want to do without some prat saying, oh, you're disgusting, you're a slut, uh, you know, you're a witch, or some people even get attacked, you know, by, by loonies. And, you know, and that's, and that's putting them politely, I'm afraid. Can somebody explain to me, says Carol Malone, so I shall do my best, why summoning Prince Andrew to Downing Street and telling him they no longer want him to represent this country cannot be done, and then, and then just sack him. Well, I agree totally. The man's an embarrassment. Always had, has been an embarrassment, I'm afraid. I do love the story. Do you remember last week on the programme we told you that Sherry Hewson has uh, written her autobiography about her, um, about her, her marriage? And uh, anyway, the, and, and the husband... And so the husband's gone, excuse me, let me tell you a few home truths about Sherry. A boozy, violent, jealous control freak. I lived in fear of her. She'd throw TVs, radios and crockery. She'd make us leave a restaurant if she hadn't been recognised. And um, he's, he's had his, his go, I'm afraid, at her. Because, you know, you have to hear both sides of the stories. And she says, she, uh, he actually says of her, she's just a boozed up bully girl. Well, I've had dinner with Sherry, and I didn't think she was... Boo- In fact, actually, I thought I was more boozed up than she was. But uh, she came a bit mad, bit mad, but still a bit of fun. But who knows what goes on behind closed doors? Nobody knows, do they? Absolutely nobody knows what goes on until somebody writes a book. But then if you write a book and the person named in it isn't very happy, they're going to get their side of the story. It's as simple as that. Prince William, very out of step here. He was wearing... Uh, 
I don't know, leave it, scruffy old trainers. The, the, the trouble is with the royal family, they're so tight, they squeak. They don't actually have, they have loads of money, but they don't spend it. You've only got to look at the Queen and how they live. They, they don't dine off gold plates or anything like that. She sits in the kitchen on an old formica table and she puts toast in a toaster like anybody else. But they, and, and they keep using their clothes over and over again. So when old Prince Andrew discovers somebody from Uzbekistan who's got billions of pounds, how oh, they've got it, nobody ever asks, uh, he loves hanging around with them because that's the nearest thing to money. He actually has the title Prince. They've just got loads of money, so he wants a bit of the action. So off he goes out there for a bit of the old action. You know, a bit of money, hangs around with people. Because at home, they, they don't have any money. They don't, you know, you don't find the Queen going out, you know, let, let's go to Marks and Spencer's and go and splash out on some, some sirloin steak or something like that. And maybe we'll have some petty fours as well after. They don't do that. The Queen, A, doesn't have any money, so she's got to do a lot of shoplifting, which is a bit of a problem because, you know, you can't walk out the store. You have to, so somebody's got to walk behind her to pay for anything. But she never goes shopping. She has never known the delights of standing in a queue at Aldi or something like that, you know, with a full trolley. She's never been out there. She's never had to sit at red traffic lights. And she thinks that every toilet has just been painted. Because every time she goes out, they've painted everything, whether she uses it or not. So it's a very false kind of existence. Whereas Prince Andrew is kind of, you know, he's got one, one foot in that camp. Well, not actually camp. Uh, one foot in that place and another foot in, in that place. And he doesn't know where he is half the time. And because everybody thinks he's hilariously funny... You know, then, you know, nobody's ever told him that you're not very exciting. It's like William, when he went over to Canada with his dad a, a few years ago, they made him wear a baseball cap backwards. And so he put it on backwards and did this, you know, wiki kind of... And it just looked ridiculous. It's almost as embarrassing as, as poor Prince Edward doing his It's a Royal Knockout, where Sarah Ferguson charged up and down, looking like sort of, you know, some bull in a china shop, trying to be... <laughs> Trying to look graceful and feminine, and it just didn't work, you know. And I'm not being cruel. I'm a big, big fan of the of, of the royals, you know. Not all of them, but most of them. Morning, every Monday morning, Vanessa Feltz's show on Channel Five is replaced by Cowboy Builders. Monday afternoon on Channel Five, Vanessa Feltz's makeup is applied by Cowboy Builders. <laughs> I really, I mean, I think it's just easier for them to bring out the concrete, push a face straight down in it, bring it out, and then chisel out where you think the eyes are going to be, and keep the mouth closed because it's really quite awful. And uh, which I, I like, I quite like celebrity juice. I think some of it is a little bit rude, but they did pose the question this week: How long will Ellen Reeves and Peter Andre stay together? Easy. I knew the answer straight away. As long as their management team tell them to. Okay, you don't need to be a, a you know, because Peter hasn't taken little Ellen, who apparently is a model. For what? I've got no Tupperware, I thought, because, I mean, frankly, she's about as big as a church mouse. There's no, no way she could ever do fashion modelling. I mean, to me, she looks like she'd be happier saying, do you, would you like some more tapas or, you know, some more, some more wine, things like that? Because anything else, they, they've just stretched it. Uh, I do like Paddy McGuinness on that programme, I think, Take Me Out, where you have a lot of really unattractive women standing there behind podiums, presumably, you know, for, for reasons best known to themselves, who've troweled them. There's a couple of twins on there. Oh. God, anything you've ever heard about twins, it, it isn't true. And they're all on there, and then they bring down some poor bloke in a lift who stands there, and there was one the other week, I don't know if you read the story in the paper, he actually came down and his girlfriend was sitting watching at home because she thought he'd gone away on one of these bonding sessions to Madeira with people from work. She had no idea that he wanted to be on television on this programme, and he picked up one of the girls on there, most of the girls were, whoo, whoo, a bit bad to see dogs over the whole place. And, and they, they see them on there, and some girl, there was one girl... She was bullied because she'd spent, I think, something like 15 weeks on there and nobody had picked her. 
Nobody, so people shouted at her in the street, you know, like, stay at home, and things like that. And so she, she, she said, I'm being bullied because I've been on a television programme. But I, I quite like it, because s- s- some of the blokes, you know, you look at me and you think, you must be able to find a girlfriend. You know, there must be some, some, some poor soul out there somewhere. And then, then the girls like them, and if, if they like them, they leave their light off. And then they eventually get together, and you can see the blokes' look of disappointment on their face when they think that they're, they're actually taking out the last turkey in the shop, and they've got to take it away on holiday and try and pretend, for the sake of the cameras, that they're remotely interested. Although, talking of that, actually, I did, I did actually like the, uh, the MasterChef last week. God knows what they must have thought when they read the script, because uh, we had busty blonde beauty queen Alice donning a blindfold and, hand- and handling Greg Wallace and John Turow's mystery meat. I mean, what that must have been like when they read that in the blooming thing, I can't imagine. <laughs> One could only hazard a guess. And today, mystery meat. You know, you can hear the voiceover. Can't ask Julie Peasgood if she could do things like that. But um, over at the, uh, the One Show, a lot of fuss about Matt Baker. Do you know he actually asked uh, the Prime Minister, how do you sleep at night? They hadn't asked him that in his earphones. They just said, are you, are you, are you all right? You know, and then, unfortunately, Matt Baker, not the brightest knife in the box, I have to tell you. You know, I thought he was being stretched on Blue Peter. Mind you, I think most of them should be stretched on Blue Peter. I've, I've so much trouble with this programme, which has so lost its way since Biddy Baxter moved out years ago. However, over on, um, over on ITV2, we've had to put up with possibly the rudest programme I think I've ever seen on television, Peaches Geldof, with the Oh My God programme, OMG, where I've... I, I couldn't believe I was hearing some of the things that some of the people... T- it's, it's t- I can't even repeat it on this programme or even drop a hint. I can just tell you, it was, it was the kind of thing I thought I'd heard, you know, about 20 years ago, the sort of thing that kids spoke about in the pub after a few drinks. Certainly didn't expect to hear it on television. I can't even tell you what it was. I'm ever so sorry, because it was just so, so awful. It was so awful. Uh, other stories in the papers today. They've got... Oh, this is Rihanna. She's red hot. Why? Because she's got red hair. And um, a school where the first lesson is to stay alive. And this is in uh, Afghan. Because we've got, we've got comic relief coming up. And this is where a lot of well-meaning people who aren't working uh, will, in fact, send themselves out to poor countries and, uh, with a film crew, walk around. And the people in the poor countries have no idea who they are. So they sit there and smile because there might be something at the end of it, like some food or something like that. And the non-entity celebrity... Uh, sort of walks around going how dreadful this is, whereas, in fact, it would have been cheaper to leave them at home and just give the money straight to the charity, but uh, they have to do it. Uh, and I think they've all done it. I think they've all actually been out there, all, all the people that you think, oh, I wonder where, where you had gone, and they go, oh, I'm actually doing charity now, because it has become a, a career for many, many people. Sunday Express, oh, what do we get free today? Free, oh, we've got £5 off at the co-op with the News of the World when you spend 30 quid. So you have to spend 30, so it's not really, you know... I'd rather, rather go in there and get £5 worth of free food. Uh, the Sunday Express, a free sewing kit. That'll be useful, won't it? Because I spend a lot of time sitting on the train going home thinking, do you know, I must sew something today. I really must. So I can get a free sewing kit, which looks quite good. It's got tape measure, and uh, it's got... Because, unfortunately for me, because I'm half blind, I can't actually thread a needle. So I've got one of these things, which is like a little bit of metal, which you push through the eye of the needle... And then you drop the thread and then you pull it back through again. Unfortunately, I can't see the little bit of metal to push through the needle in the first place. So I'm, I start with a disadvantage. Then somebody said you can buy this other thing where you stretch the thread across and then just push it down and it threads the needle. But as I say, I don't really do any sewing anyway. It's not like I'm so, you know, starting a new trend here. You do get some free spring plants and you can choose from violas or pansies. I know which ones I'll be choosing. You know, and they're out there today. You get those. Uh, nothing free. Oh, you do actually. Oh, a potato grow kit plus seeds with the mail on Sunday. 
Lovely. What have we got with the Sunday Mirror? A free Deadly 60 wall chart. Lovely. And win a £385 little blue Kate dress. Why would you want a Deadly 60 wall chart? It's not very exciting, is it? Although they have this programme, I think it's on the BBC, with this guy who looks fairly sort of racy-pacy, like Britain's Steve Irwin. And he goes out there and goes, uh, this, is, this is a deadly state. They go, like that. And I re- recoil in horror, because I hate anything like that. Uh, you can get a free month's uh, gym membership at Fitness First with the people, which means you get the free month, uh, provided you sign up for a year, probably. And you can win £50 on every Cheltenham race. Uh, the Daily Star on Sunday, absolutely appropriate, free hobnobs. OK, so that's good for them. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. So get your, uh, your questions in to Darren as quick as possible, because the quicker we have them in, the quicker we can uh, start sorting through them. Don't forget, I've got an Apple iPad 2 to give away my how low. Finishes today at 10 o'clock, so it's a Steve Allen quickie. And Bridget went to Zippo's yesterday to see Norman, and uh, this year's show for the first time, this is Zippo's Circus. Final act was three motorbikes inside a globe. I've seen this act before. David stayed for the second show to photograph it for the King Pole, which is the magazine which uh, I've taken out a subscription to because it's lovely. It's all about circus. I'm going to start increasing my circus collection, actually, of um, of circus toys and cars. Martin says, love the pictures of you and Hayley Westerner. I lived in New Zealand when she was on a TV talent show. What we did talk about was the fact that um, she's going back to Christchurch after their problem over there because she's got family in Christchurch in New Zealand, and she's going over there to do a benefit concert as well. Uh, Tony and Haley, who are running in the Seven Oaks Knoll Park 10 kilometre today. Good luck to you. I can't think of anything worse. On a Sunday morning, you wake up and somebody says, we're doing 10 kilometres. Whoopee. Not for me, I'm afraid. And uh, Steve, Robbie Williams' career hasn't been the same since he binned songwriter Guy Chambers. That was a mistake. Because what he wanted... Uh, he didn't so much bin him, he wanted him to be exclusive for him. And Guy Chambers quite rightly said, no, well, I want to write for loads of people. And uh, and that was where they then parted company. And you're quite right, uh, it didn't do too well after that. Um, oh, these are the, uh, the gallery of the interview last night. It's in the view as in interview. And you can go and have a look at that on lbc.co.uk. Plus all the, the stuff about the tsunami and this. It's just unbelievable. Could never happen here, they tell me. Could never happen here. Uh, Gary says, because they're, they're currently enjoying themselves in Thailand and having a really nice time. So they send me pictures of sunset just to remind me of just how dreadful our weather's been. And in fact, in Scotland yesterday, they had 12 inches. Now, I don't know about you... But it's been, I think, quite a long time since we've had anything quite that bad down here. But overnight, the Arctic chill came in, and 12 inches, lots of roads were, were cut off, and uh, it's been absolutely terrible. So if people are stuck up there at the moment, I'd, uh, I'd stay listening to the radio. So much easier, so much easier. Uh, let's take some more of your things. One here on uh, Prince Andrew. And uh, Richard says... I think uh, he's rather unfairly maligned for associating himself with less than savoury people because clearly he's directed to do so. No, that's the trouble. He isn't. He's always done his own thing. I don't think his mother has ever sat him down and gone, you've been a very naughty boy. You heaped embarrassment on the royal family. It all started with that ghastly Sarah Ferguson. Although, as we said the other day, I've started feeling a bit sorry for Sarah Ferguson because, again, she's not too bright. You know, she can run up and down a pitch, you know, screaming her head off and, you know, and larking about and all the rest of it. But she's, she's, she's got no, no finesse, no class, and nobody's ever told her 
you know, exactly how to behave, because they don't. They, they just assume you're supposed to know these kind of things. The Queen's been brought up to do it forever and ever, so when she sees the younger members of the royal family behaving badly, and Prince Andrew is way too old to be disciplined now, although, to be quite honest, a good pulling over his ma- Her Majesty's knees and a good smack of the bottom might actually solve quite a lot of problems. On the other hand, I'm so worried about the way they've been brought up, they might actually quite enjoy something like that, so perhaps that's not the best thing to do. But nobody's ever told him. People sort of bow down and they have to you know, curtsy and do all the rest of it. Whereas, in fact, he's such a minor royal, in a way. Uh, Richard thinks he's the right man for the job. Yeah, he is a better golfer. He does actually do everything for golf, doesn't he? He loves golf. And, in fact, he'll always take a helicopter and they'll always uh, come up with excuses as to why he had to take a helicopter and why he couldn't take the train or even drive. Uh... 1755, the coast of Cornwall, says Steve, was hit by a three-metre-high tsunami. And uh, the waves were caused by the Lisbon earthquake. It took four hours to reach the UK. By the time the waves reached Cornwall, had lost most of their destructive power. Yes, eight feet in Penzance, the sea went up, and ten feet at Newlyn. Amazing, isn't it, really? I mean, I, I, just, I just can't understand how this wave builds and builds. And it's got the momentum to keep going. We're now more worried, I suspect at the nuclear reactors and the, uh, the problems that they're going to have uh, there. Uh, Daily Star today, they're now saying that Charlie Sheen, quite mad as a brush, I'm afraid, has blown 12 million in 10 weeks. Uh, he's now not working, so now he's, uh, he's issued a writ, I think, against the studio to say that they actually shouldn't have, uh, have axed this whole programme. Because it's all the other people, isn't it, that you feel very, uh, very sorry for. Uh, Andrew Tweedy, this is Cheryl Cole's brother, has been branded scum by would be better off dead, or who would be better off dead, by his girlfriend's disgusted dad. Uh, this is uh, Andrew Tweedy was jailed for six years, providing a gun and helping to mastermind a terrifying post office raid. You think actually he wouldn't want to heap any embarrassment on poor old Cheryl, but uh, he's gone to prison, so that's good. And uh, I see defiant Cheryl Cole has again ended all contact with Ashley. The X Factor judge has told him to stop texting her so she can move on with her life. Why don't you just do the sensible things, Cheryl? I mean, if, it, if it's a true story, why don't you just change your phone, dear? Doesn't it make that so much easier so he doesn't have the phone number? You know, but I mean, if you're going to be silly about it, well, then you can keep the story running for as long as you like. We were all shocked during the week to have a look at pictures in the papers of kids smoking from the age of three. From the age of three, little children smoking, and then everybody else trying to work out how to fill in their census pamphlet. Because it, it's got to be back for the 27th, I think. I filled mine in last week and sent it back there. I put, because there's all sorts of strange questions. There is one missing, though. I think there is, there is no question 17, and I think it was for people in Wales. It, it, it had something else printed on there in Wales, but not down here. But I, I, if, if you live by yourself, I don't want to go into it, you know, why. Um, it, it, you only fill in about four pages. It's dead, dead easy. But uh, people are s- saying here, uh, the, the number of unusually large number of boxes to tick concerning people in same-sex relationships. Are there really enough gay couples living in civil partnerships to warrant it? Says Joe Mott. Good Lord, there's you trying to be controversial, Joe. A little bit past it, aren't you? This is a man who I think went out with Sarah Harding. Uh, here's poor old Chloe Maidley. Ugh, dear. And poor saddo Kerry Katona. Kerry's piled on the weight. Oh, that's good news, isn't it? And uh, Dancing on Ice stars have demanded minty chewing gum for tonight's show because they're terrified Jason Gardner will accuse them. Of, uh, of having boozy breath, because apparently Tim Ely likes a bit of a booze-up. A bit like the uh, the old wife, actually. And so bosses at Wrigley's 
have sent some over, because it's a free, free publicity thing for them. Uh, Chloe Maidley, Ice Star. I mean, what do you do, love? You've got famous parents who luckily told us the other day, oh, couldn't have been happier. Couldn't have been happier when they said, we shall never do television ever again. I went, there is a God. There is a God. Thank you very much indeed. Now, provided you can keep your daughter off television, we'll all be a lot happier, won't we? Quarter to eight is the time. Pretty call out the police. Jed would have lost one of their phones. The poor boys, because they're not the brightest pennies in the box, uh, are dreadfully worried that they've lost their iPhone. You'd think they'd have two. And uh, they've got Simon Cole, Louis Walsh, uh, Paula Abdul, Victoria Beckham, uh, Gary Barlow... All those numbers in there. They said, we never called them, we've just got them in there. And uh, obviously somebody said, oh, this is Gary Barlow's number, give him a ring. Most celebrities change their numbers on a regular basis. And uh, he says, now somebody has them and uh, they need to give them back. The only celebrity safe from prank calls was X Factor boss Simon, who they had under a code name. I should imagine Simon changes his phone on a weekly basis, boys. Don't worry about it, but do worry about uh, how you're going to how you're going to sing for Eurovision, because you've got to sing, and we all know you can't, so it's going to be a bit interesting. Although, I'm happy to tell you that Blue's song uh, actually isn't bad for Eurovision. It's actually not bad at all, although they have said that they're going to be getting their clothes off for a photo shoot. I can't imagine why. I mean, first of all, you'll have to completely wax Anthony Costa, who grows hair, I mean, just literally during the singing of one song. He can grow a full beard, I think. So you'll have to sort of have him immersed in Veet or something like that, or just have a shaver there. Uh, and then you've got Lee, and then Simon Webb, and then you've got um, Duncan. And Duncan says, I'm more than happy to take my, my kit off. I'm more than happy with everything. That's great. It's whether or not we want to see it. Thank you, Duncan, very much indeed. But very, very sweet of you to offer. But the record's not bad for Eurovision. Although, to be honest, it could be any boy band because it just sounds like it's so studio-produced. Uh, but if anybody finds Jedwood's phone, goodness sake, they really, really want it back because they just can't cope at all. Uh, Town Hall Spoil Sports are clamping down on lap dancing during the Cheltenham Festival. I didn't even know Cheltenham had a lap dancing club. We have one in Twickenham. We have a lap dancing club in Twickenham. And because today is uh, is rugby day, we'll have about 42,000 Scottish fans coming down and about 42,000 English fans. And it's always just very good nature. We do get lots of people in kilts because they're Scottish. And, and as you know, Scottish people tend not to wear anything underneath the kilts. And when they've had a lot of drinks, which they will be having this morning, you tend to be a lot of raising of kilts and stuff like that. It just upsets the local ladies who are out in force, especially the elderly ladies sitting by bus stops, hoping to get that quick flash of the day so they can rush around to the police station as fast as their, as their Zimmer will take them to complain bitterly about how disgusting it is that people are exposing themselves on the streets of Twickenham. But it's always entertaining. We like it. So 82,000 people in the pubs already will be rubbing their hands with glee at the amount of money that they're going to make because it, it, is, it is a drinking crowd today. The Scottish love their drinks and the, and the English needs no excuse. And I've been told the weather's OK. I've been told that the weather's OK, but it was a bit miserable this morning. So, in fact, I got the car wash yesterday, dried, looked lovely. Now this morning, back wet again. Um, Steve, I use the sewing needles made for blind people, says Alice. You can get them from the RNIB. Yes, somebody else has told me about these... Uh, these uh, 
this this threading of it. Apparently, it's a hemline automatic needle threader. Just got replacement from Amazon. Very cheap. My last one was called a witch. You'll never have trouble threading again, says Juliet. I'm not planning, actually, on doing much sewing, but I did stand in the kitchen with bright lights on, trying to see where the thread was going. I mean, I'm just... I suddenly realised over the years that my eyesight has got worse and worse and worse and worse. Doesn't help, does it, really, I suppose? Uh, Stephen Bridlington says, Have you had any of your stand-up shows filmed? As we're too far up here in Bridlington to get to the Mermaid. And we've missed the last Sharabang home anyway. Somebody did tell me that somebody put... Was the last one filmed on HD or something? Somebody said that... Um, well, I, I think it was just done for our own purposes. But none of them have ever been filmed. I, well, I've, I tell a lie. I have seen a couple of um, DVDs which people have sent in afterwards. Which is quite interesting. But it's, of course, because it's, it's filmed from the audience, it's, it's fairly noisy. Fairly noisy. Uh, have recently started watching Come Dine With Me. How sad is that, says Wendy. But love Dave Lamb, the narrator's Saki quips, which reminds me of you. Yes, I think, I think it's, it, it is the Saki quips that do matter. I'd be a, lo- a little bit ruder, I'm afraid. In fact, quite a little bit uh, ruder. Um, will Apple, says Alwyn, be bringing out a camera attachment for iPad 1? Not as far as I know. I don't think there is. But on the iPad 2, which we're giving away this morning, it's got cameras front and back. So if you fancy getting your hands on it, this is the Apple iPad 2. It's brand new. It's all singing, all dancing. It's thinner. It's lighter. It's got a 10-hour battery life. 33% thinner, 15% lighter. It's got different apps. It's a much faster system. Uh, so you can... It's got a faster processor in there. So it can be yours. And because it's got two cameras, you can talk face-to-face with a friend and you can record your own HD movies. And I will include with it a leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad, but will transform it into a perfect stand when you want to go gaming and surfing or watching movies. person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, followed by your bid in pence. If you want to bid uh, 49 pence, you text Steve, 49, and send it to treble 821. If you want to bid uh, £2.13, you text Steve, 213, and send it to treble 821. What you're looking for is a low, unique bid. The computer will help you. If you have a unique bid, it will say you've got a unique bid. Then you hang on to it for grim death and hope that nobody goes underneath. Competition ends at 10 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Um, Another one here in the paper today. This is uh, footy bad boy Mario... Oh, I'm not interested in that, actually. It's one of uh, Rooney's ex... And uh, Jamie Oliver's dream school has turned into a school of romps for the tearaways. Lovely, lovely. And uh, Gary Bushell on the box talking about Piers Morgan, bluffer turned duffer. Uh, he doesn't like Love Thy Neighbour. He says, uh, it, uh, hate the format. He said, and, oh my God. He said, it's just terrible, which is what everybody's saying, but as long as they're talking about it, I suppose that can be the good news. And Alexandra Burke tried to join her Man United Heroes for training, but was left red-faced when Alex Ferguson scoffed, I don't even know who he is. Doesn't help, does it? The singer dropped in on the Red Devils the morning after a gig in Blackpool. After posing for pictures with Rio Ferdinand, she asked if she could train with the lads, but fiery Fergie, sitting in office and unaware who had turned up, mistook her for a fella. He said, I don't even know who she, who he is. Not nice, is it? Not nice. And, um, what's this? Fergie's former dresser, Jane Andrews, set to pocket 500,000 because she's got, um, a luxury flat. And, uh, so she's kept that for all the while. And, surprisingly, the uh, only place is Essex 
is coming back very, very shortly, which is good news. Can't wait to see that. And Michael Moon is uh, is playing Jack Branning, I think. He's opening a venue with gorgeous babes in. I'm assuming they're all actresses, all these. It's a bit difficult to tell, actually, nowadays, what's actually real and what isn't real when you turn on the television. Because sometimes I think I'm watching a documentary and it turns out to be Emmerdale. And I'm losing track of that one completely, because I sit there watching some of these things. And I'm losing track, because I know that there's going to be a disaster in Emmerdale very shortly. And, oh, Justin Bieber. Uh, I can't understand Justin Bieber. The singing fetus is back out again, and turned up at a hotel the other day and was apparently surrounded by all these girls screaming, and the management said, listen, don't go out onto the balcony. And then in the end went, oh, go out on the balcony and just wave to them. He's now 17, and he was appearing at Liverpool's Echo Arena. The trouble is, you know, when when Michael Jackson grabbed his crotch, it made it look like a bit of sexy dancing. When Justin Bieber does it, it just looks a bit sad. And so that's what he was doing. Unfortunately, his zip was uh, was down. He was wearing this all-white suit. Actually, strange enough, I mentioned uh, Michael Jackson because I watched that This Is It again last night and suddenly realised, second time round, just how blooming good this show would have been with, with Michael. It really would have been absolutely fantastic. It was so slick. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing's Craig Revel Horwood has attacked his rival, Mr Nasty, for being too personal. I don't think we're going to worry about things like that, are we? It doesn't actually make any difference. More pictures of the uh, tsunami. Brit teacher Michael Tong says, When I came to Japan, I want to experience an earthquake, but I never expected one like this. There's a, sh- a ship here, stranded, in the middle of nowhere. Ships have just been, been carried out. Really, really terrible. And uh, there's more on that. Uh, Katie's Fury, this is Katie Price, a breathtaking attack on former husband Peter Andre for helping their son get into the limelight. Uh, I think they both do it, don't they? Both as bad as each other. Both silly little numpties. Both you wish they just disappear somewhere. I can't think of anywhere off the top of my head, but I wish that they would go somewhere. Uh, other stories will come round to, especially the man who put a £2 bet on and won 380000 Well, they're not as good as the guy the other day who put a two-quid bet on on an accumulator and ended up with, I think... 1.4 million. This is LBC. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Sunday morning, LBC. It looks like the sun's going to come out today, so it's good because i tell you for why we need the sun today. First of all, we've got rugby at Twickenham, 82,000. There's also taking place a little bit later on today the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which will be going all the way from, I think, Piccadilly, all the way through and then down to Trafalgar Square, where there'll be a stage with music and food and everything else. There's also tonight the um, Olivier Awards. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, with, I think, Imelda Staunton and Michael Ball hosting. Yes. So that'll be nice. And you can, you can buy tickets for that as members of the public. I didn't realise that. Yes. I thought it was invite only. No, you, you can buy tickets. You won't be sitting downstairs. No. <laughs> You'll be sitting upstairs looking down on the people who are sitting downstairs. But you can do that, I think, by going onto the Olivier's website. Mm, great. It's nice. Judy P's Goods back. Yes, hello. I hello. want it a sunny day because I'm going to Hector's christening. Yes, I'm going to... Hector who? Hector Edward Barring- Harrington Bateman Harden. Good Lord. Yes, his mum Clarissa and her dad Robin are very special to me, so he is a very lucky little boy. What's his name again? Hector. His name is Hector Edward Harrington Bateman Harden. Good <laughs> there Lord. There is a name to conjure with. So I want the son to stay out for Hector's Christmas. How old is he? He's one. He'll be one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> some people get christened later in life. Yeah, um, some get, get christened very early. Yes. Um, yeah, my daughter Kate, I think, I christened at a few months. I can't remember where I got christened, actually. Church, I suppose, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They might have dropped me in the font a couple of times. <laughs> All kids cry, don't they? You know, because one minute yeah. you're there, then the next minute, nasty man drops your head in. Yeah, exactly. Or if he's not dropping your head in, it's just in water yes, on your head. Yes, it's like, well, oh, make yeah, it go away. Get out of here. Horrible. <laughs> uh, David and uh, 
Katie, went to see The Wizard of Oz last week. The refurbished bar area, splendid, lovely smell of fresh carpet. Star of the show is the Palladium's revolved, tilting, turning up and down. Such a show-off. Uh, be warned, though, avoid the first six or so rows of the stalls, because the stage has been raised and the viewing angles are terrible. You can't see the red shoes. Oh! Dorothy holds a lead, but you can't see Toto at oh, the end no. of it. In Good fact, advice. you're looking well, up at such a tilt, you only ever see the yellow brick road when it raises on the revolve. Good advice, because you'd think first six rows you'd get a bird's eye view. Yeah. Got to see the sparkly red shoes. Oh, that, that's, and also Toto. Toto! Is apparently the star of the show, oh, so my Toto. advice is sit upstairs. Definitely. I love the smell of new carpet, though. Oh, I love carpet. It's, oh, there is nothing Ooh. quite like, because you can't ever replicate it. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take that in for a moment. I'm just thinking about that carpet. I do, I remember having a bedroom done a few years back, and I remember thinking, oh, what a lovely smell. <laughs> Unfortunately, the man who fitted it left his blade <gasps> on the carpet, because they have to go around the edges, and we That's had kittens at the news. time. I thought, if they'd gone in there, you know what kittens are like. And do you know what? Twice it's happened to me, this. They're laying the carpet in a bathroom, right? It's probably not a good idea, but you can get carpet for bathrooms. And it's happened I have twice, yeah. They've put their tools in the sink and it's chipped the sink. Oh, On really? two occasions, yep. So if you are having... No, it's actually it's quite a good tip, this. If you are having um, your bathroom carpeted, put um, an old sheet or towel in the sink. Because they'll say they won't put the tools in the sink, and they will. They do. And they it chips do. it. It chips it. Oh, what a dreadful thing to start the Sunday with, honestly. <laughs> a chipped sink. Although I remember saying I had carpet in the bathroom, so I went, oh, how disgusting. I thought, have you never heard of bathroom carpet yeah, before? You can not get... only, I have Afghan rugs in there too. Do you? Yes. Oh. Yes, I have one, two, I have four Afghan rugs You're in the carpet. such a lush. I'm so rich. <laughs> it's so embarrassing that I actually get out and, uh, and dry my body. Oh, well, on a towel. On a towel, not the But I do the stand Afghan there rug. dripping onto the afghan. Splendid. Which I love. Why not? I do love Spoil it. Spoil yourself. Going through the papers, uh, it's the main story all the way through this uh, oh. tsunami and the uh, the kids now being tested um, for radiation. Yeah. I mean, they are pictures, or obviously, or every single paper, mm. um, uh, without exception, carrying photos. And it is actually... Or hard, it's inconceivable almost, the level of devastation. It's like a film set. It really is. It's, I mean, the, the male, probably the most comprehensive yes. coverage in pictures, but the Independent actually has a very, very good several pages on Japan fighting back already, which is, of course, their fighting spirit, but how you fight back against something of this magnitude. 10,000 missing, <sighs> because they wouldn't have seen it coming. It would yeah. have crept up on them so fast and because it's so devastating it's just whoosh, gone. Unbelievable. And this and uh, seaside town here, the coastal town I mean, just, there's nothing of it. No. Apparently it was an earthquake equal to dropping the Isle of Wight into the ocean. Oh, really? And the, and the fallout from was that. 8.9 or something. Just, Whatever it was, oh. it was high. Yeah. And and then, obviously, the after effect. I got a, um, a phone call from my sister in New Zealand, because, of course, they yes. thought that, you know, it would affect, affect New Zealand. In actual fact, it didn't. And they, But then, you know, I, I thought just after Christchurch, you know, that's all New Zealand needs. Yes. Well, I was, I was looking at some people who are standing at the top of a building here where they've written SOS. And the building is completely devastated, but it's obviously all clinging together. Yeah. And they're on the roof, three or four of them, uh, waiting to be rescued. I mean, it's a, it could be a huge operation. Huge. Many people will, will not come out alive. No. And you see the motorways just completely cut up and, yeah. and sort of rubble. Yes. And it's how you are going to build the infrastructure. Um, I, it's uh, just so appalling. Very, very worrying. Very, mm. very worrying, the whole thing. It just goes to prove there are stranger things in heaven and earth that we don't know anything about. You bet. And nature's wrath on, you know... Yes, absolutely. But you don't know what, what triggers it, do you? I know. Yeah. It's well, just they, they, they do have everything in, in place. 
And they, because they, in, in the north of the, of, of the country, they do have a problem with, with sort of, uh, not tsunamis all the time. But so regular quakes. Is, regular quakes. Mm. So they're all geared up for the buildings. It's all built in, I thought. Yeah. Most of the main, uh, main cities, apparently not here though, because most of them, if you watch the water come in, the building just vanished. Exactly. And what was extraordinary was the reports of how calm everybody, all the Japanese people were. Yes. Amazingly calm, you know. Well, it, it's, it's, some people, they just think, okay, it can't be that bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Absolute devastation. Uh, David Beckham and his son. David's still wearing the tea cosy on his head, which is very funny. Yeah, they're, they're moving back in, in the um, News of the World, page 13 today. Yeah. They've, um, Victoria's uh, paid a secret visit to Haberdasher's Asks Boys School oh, right. near that. Beckingham uh, Palace. And in fact, it's actually got quite an illustrious um, uh, group of people who went there. Matt Lucas, um, Ali G star Sasha Baron Cohen, comedian David Baddiel and Harry Potter actor Jason Isaacs. Yes. So it's, yeah. Oh, yes, it has a, it has a, a good track record. Mm. Very As good. they say. Yep, so they're moving back. I think it's the end of the year. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, another one here. I was um, trying to... 200 post office shut in secret in the oh, past year. Oh, I read that. Yes, let me get that. I was appalled at that. Do you know, Steve, I stood in the... I stood in Richmond the other day, truly 40 minutes, because there's the one post office at the top Upstairs of Smith's now. Smith, yeah. You, it's ridiculous. Yes, I know. You but know... But in fact, our, our one is sort of in the middle of an empty shop. Is it? Yes, because the shop closed, because the landlord put up the rent, but the post office is still at the back of it. So you stand in an empty sort of shop to queue for the post office yeah. at the back. And queue is the operative word. And our old post office used to be, uh, well, it used, to, it used to be the post office, now it's a bar. Oh, really? It turned into a big bar thing. Mm. That was the post office. In fact, even the sorting yard, they get, they've, they've got all sorts of plans for Twickenham to sort of, you know, build a bigger station, a high-rise station. and Really? Yeah, they're going to put shops and a shopping complex in where the old post office was, they think. Okay. But you see, you've got a little one in a disused shop. Three post offices closing down every week. It's the Sunday Mirror, page 22, the report. Dreadful, isn't it? Just dreadful. Where are, where are pensioners supposed to go? Yeah. To get exactly. Also, also, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't actually use a post office that often. I do, because I'm always sending packages to oh, people yeah? everywhere. Yeah. Well, don't. <laughs> Make them come and collect. <laughs> no. I didn't know anybody did that anymore. To friends and yeah. abroad and my sister in New Zealand. I've got friends in the States. Yeah. I'm always sending um, really? a bit of a packet. Yeah. Actually, talking of, of the Olivia's, which we were a moment, uh, a cheer out for ghost stories. They've been nominated for two awards, Andy Ooh, Nyman tells Andy me. Ni- oh, good for Including him. Best Entertainment. Actually, I was talking to a friend of yours, Andy, the other day. Oh, it, 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 I saw the show. He's fantastic. It is fantastic. He's ever, yeah, I like him a lot. He's, he's such actually he's ever a such a nice guy, man, and he's a lovely guy. Yes, yeah. he's. I know it's unusual, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. People say that they go, and he's actually quite nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we went round to see him afterwards in the dressing room, and there yeah, was a I guy, did too. I and, did too. And there was a guy there who. <laughs> was a guy. He's my there friend as well. Who, who'd never ever <laughs> been to the theatre before, and Andy gave him programmes. He gave him a T-shirt. Yeah. He was fantastic. He also, we, we actually went when we went round to see it. Uh, we went to. The thing. And then he had another show after us, but he's still happily chatting away. I know. You know, where they're going, and you've got your 15 minute call, and you think you'd rather people didn't come round. <laughs> you put, put your feet up for half an hour. But no, uh, he was lovely. very great. So good luck for, uh, for Ghost Stories, Andy. Yeah. Thumbs up. So two awards, including Best Entertainment. Uh, you'll walk it. You'll walk it. <laughs> Easy peasy. And um, talking of the theatre. Um, big report here. I've got something here. Sorry. Right. I was grabbing my paper. Um, Observer, page nine. It's worth you. Have you got the Observer there, Steve? 
because this is um, the huge amount of cuts. Actors voice their dismay at the um, at the damage that, that the coalition's plans are going to do to to all of our theatres across Britain. Mm. And its its funding is already on the edge. Um, Tim Pickett Smith says, um, and these these aren't cuts; they'll be amputations. And it's like all of our you know A list actors are fighting back and just saying it is complete and utter lunacy. And you're cutting off not just how to nurture and grow new young actors it's directors mm. who cut their teeth there in the theatre as well um, you know it's a tragedy it really is Kevin O'Sullivan talking about uh, dancing on ice skidding aimlessly towards the final stages Queen of the Rick Jane Torville gasped the competition has reached a new level yep Pretty low, I think. <laughs> Pretty low, love. There's nobody on it. But the good news is, Jeff Brazier will be on the tour. <laughs> that's, that's very good. And Laura Hamilton is still in it. She's still in it. I Although told you she would she be. She got into trouble the other day, didn't she? Doing what? I'll tell you in a minute. Steve Allen. Don't forget, today it's your opportunity to get your hands on an Apple iPad 2 with a leather smart cover as well. Be one of your mm. first. Be one of the first people to get your hands on it. Thinner, lighter design, faster processor, graphics, improving browsing, gameplay, and viewing of HD videos. And it's got two cameras. Oh, so you can sit there. So you can look at yourself and see somebody else. <laughs> why would you want to do that? I don't know. I'm not too sure why. But it's, it is for, I have to get one of these myself. But you can win it today for pennies because the person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down 10 o'clock this morning. So it's coming up uh, 18 minutes past eight. Got a little bit of time, but not long. Uh, to play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. If you think it's going to be 17 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 17, just the numbers, and send it to treble eight two one To bid £2.70, it's Steve, 270, and then treble eight two one. This competition finishes at 10am this morning. Must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. 10-hour battery life, 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen. Woo! Very nice indeed, the Apple iPad too. Well done to Lucy and Patrick Glenny. The average marriage now costs £18,000. Oh, give over. Eight, well, that's what they say. Marriage or wedding? Well, the, the, the actual wedding. £18,000. Yeah, no, to have, by the time you've done, you know, say, 100 guests at £70 a head... You know, it adds £7,000 just for that. Does you that got... include the honeymoon? Well, I don't know. They actually bought their dream day online for two grand. Uh-huh. And they had no idea. She came across this £2,000 wedding package offered on the Groupon discount website. She had no idea where the venue was. OK. Not at all. And what they actually got was ceremony and breakfast at Woodborough Hall, country house for 50 guests. Sounds good. And a buffet dinner for 70. Mm. Pims and champagne, full services of the planet, and a night in the bridal suite. For two grand? Yeah. Now, that sounds very good. See, value. that's good. I mean, even that probably sounds a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's not bad. So, they ended up... numbers of people attending, it's yeah. not a lot. She hired the wedding dress for 400 quid. Right. And he, he hired a suit as well. And because of friends and family, uh, they, they did the invitation, the cake and the flowers. <laughs> Sounds really cheap, doesn't it, actually? I've gone off the idea. <laughs> I've gone off the idea. They've, they've, uh, but anyway, she said it was a beautiful country house, 25 miles from our home in Derby, and, and it was lovely. Good she said, as well her. as champagne for us, there was pims for the guests, so the, the guests didn't get the champagne, they got pims. Oh, I'd have felt a bit miffed. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I like pims. But yeah, I do. I mean, it's, uh, to be honest, a, a spokesman for Woodborough Hall said the wedding package was a one-off offer which proved very successful. He said, we're now almost fully booked, so good for them. Bet other places will take up the button. Well, bet it's... other places will do it. Well, if, if, if you do a buffet, yeah. you know, you can, you can do 
all-you-can-eat buffet and do chicken and rice or potato, whatever it happens to be. People are quite happy with that. Nobody wants a posh sit-down meal. No, a buffet is great. Buffet's good. Buffet, yeah. Tell me why Laura Ham- what Laura Hamilton did wrong. Because she block-booked a load of tickets for the finale of the Dancing on Ice, and they went... Well, I hazard a guess that she is going to be in it. She's been one of the front runners the the whole series. Mm. She's going to be in it, Steve. Yeah, okay. And no, you don't want to admit it, but she yes. she may. I think she's likely to win it. Yeah, but where do, the trouble is, you say, all right, so 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 she does. Say, say she does. Where does she go from there? Unless she's going to join Disney's Dancing on Ice at she the O2. Might well. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll she can get wear more a character jobs, costume. She's, she's lovely. She will get a lot more jobs. And really? She'll move from children's TV. No, I think she'll stay with children's television. No, she won't. She's quite old for children's television, she is, anyway. What have you got against her? Twenty-seven. She is. She is very lovely. old for children's television. I oh, thought. Oh dear. Moving swiftly on. Talking of Dancing on Ice, Vernon Kay's show um, in yes. America flopped. I'm you know why? Skating it's with the stars. He's never had a hit over here either. He has, hasn't he? No, he's never at a ratings winner. Really? No, none of his stuff rates. Oh. The trouble is, he's a bit gangly. He's, he's, he's a bit, he's a bit Eamon Holmes. That is not going to make you not a ratings winner because you've got very long legs and you're gangly. It is. It's oh. because it is. People have got to, you, you don't want to look up to the presenter. You want them, you want to look down on them. Little people. You don't, you know, you know, for midgets and dwarfs listening at the moment, it's your time. Do you know, actually, I, I, I laugh, but actually some of the most successful TV presenters are quite diminutive. Very. Bob Monkhouse? Yes. Diminutive. I was thinking of Des O'Connor? Diminutive. Well, he's not that diminutive, He's not that Des, diminutive. But, but he's, he's, he's not, la- he's not no, gangly. No. You, could, you don't look at Des and say, there's a gangly yeah. man. And the trouble is with, with Vernon, I'm sure he's perfectly pleasant, he comes over as a, a little bit smarmy. It's a little bit, oh, like that kind of thing. Mm. And the Americans wouldn't like that because they've got loads of those. Yep. people over there and over here they've only ever given him naff shows right and Gang- he's, he's young gangly doesn't stop ladies tess daly she's gangly very successful but is she <laughs> but is she successful that silence that was the question <laughs> that was the question that we put to our listeners this morning i mean she's doing brucey carries that show which whatever happens yeah. she she she's a bit of totty who stands there and goes, so, tell us, uh, you know, what have you been doing recently? <laughs> and Bruce does his... Bless him. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what I do hope is a ratings winner and a success. Um, in Wimbledon, a play opens tomorrow in Wimbledon, um, in south-west London. Um, the um, Robert Knox, um, obviously the Harry Potter star, um, who was a, a murdered, very sadly murdered, um, um, th- there's a play, an anti-knife crime play, oh, and right. Colin Knox, Robert Knox's dad, has backed it. It's called Shanked, OK? Um, and it, uh, uh, the Shanked's writer and director, Natalie Flynn, said, the ultimate aim of the play is to save lives and encourage our young people down better paths in life by making them think twice before resorting to knives. So good on it. Yeah, but yeah. it might, it might, you know, and it's going and on. And our news this morning, two people knifed in West London again. And you think, for some people, their their culture is carrying a knife because it makes them feel big. Yeah, I know. And you can't get through that mentality, that, that stupidity of, you're looking at me, mate. Yeah, but this is thing. a start. It's a baby step, but it's a start. So it's ridiculous it. in 2011. We're seeing more knife crimes now, more infighting between gangs and things like that. There was a boy the other day who was pursued from school. The gang turned up in a car and pursued him because apparently... Yes. He'd That's had a, right. an argument with somebody from another gang, and he was a member of this gang, and they were a member of that gang. Oh. I've never seen anything so stupid in my entire life. Yep. It's yep. the parents. I mean, the parents quite clearly do not know what their kids are getting up to. No. They have no idea. Blissfully unaware. Yeah. Don't queue in the post office, says Hugh. Print your labels online using the Royal Mail website, then post them in the box if they fit. If not, you can drop them off at the post office without queuing. 
Yeah, but you have to know what they weigh. Yeah, it's, it, it's, all, it's all weight now, isn't it? It's That's not the just trouble. fitting through that little hatch that they <clears throat> make you do. You can get one of those at yes, home. Yes. It's the weight. Yes. You know, and if you get it wrong... I if can't you even get, get letters right. No, but if you get it wrong, then the recipient has to pay. You know, I've, I've paid for a, quite a few cards this year. Yes. You know, and, uh, and you just think, and it's a quid or two quid. It's a lot Boring. of money. It's a lot of money. Mm. Uh, I couldn't find anywhere that sold homemade chicken Kiev's. The other day, I was trying I to... I love chicken I love Kiev. chicken. It's oh, so lovely. Just I that do like moment, it. you just... Oh, the, where the garlic butter bursts yes. out. Oh, yes. Oh, I know. Oh. Just should we take a moment, like a carpet moment. And, it, and, it, and it's got to come with maybe some sprouts and some chips. <laughs> yes, sprouts. Sprouts and chips. I cannot think of a meal I'd like more. Oh, it's lovely. Chicken Kiev, sprouts and chips. <gasps> well, I, I can't buy it in M&S, because I know that they do oakum chicken, which is their... Good quality chicken, yeah. but all their chicken kids and everything it doesn't say it's oakum chicken, so I'm not I'm not buying it. Right, so you're looking for a very good, high quality, free range chicken, yes, in Kiev. Yes, right. And you can't. It's very difficult Any to find. Any manufacturers listening? Well, now? Lisa, Lisa wrote to me. Okay. Um, from a from a bush, they're uh, an independent butcher based in Teddington, A. G. Miller, and they make their own chicken <sighs> Kievs. Ooh, Teddington's not far to go. I love it's quite Teddington. close. Very close. It only nice cost me thirty street. quid in petrol, three pound for parking. So <laughs> by the time I've done that, then the, then the return chip, the return trip. Buy it. The, buy them in bulk. Buy them like you do your socks. Talking of which, I have a note for you. All right. You're a bit unprepared for this because I haven't warned you. Oh. And it's from Nella. Nella, who's in Q M N S. Dear M&S boy, it's a note for you. You might oh, right. want to read it in the break because it's, it's a beautifully written note from Nella. <laughs> she wants oh, you right. to go there. She says, why do you not come to Q? Because you can park easily it's and they will big. welcome. No, it's not. Nella is there my waiting card, for you. My car would be up on bricks now, <laughs> I tell you, in five minutes. Well stocked on socks. Yes. Yes. Very good. They've, they've got them all waiting for you. And I also have to say, talking of shops, bid on shops this week, Geoffrey from Givenchy, the counter oh. in House of Fraser. I think that used to be the old Army and Navy stores. No, oh, no, no. It did, I know him. How, yes, he. I know. He told me. I went in there a, a, ages ago. That's I was doing right. something down the road. And he went... You're Steve Allen. He did. Well, he waylaid me and he overwhelmed me with his samples. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> yes, I got loads too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, and how he nice. said, "Please give my love to Steve Allen when you're next on." So, Jeffrey from Givenchy, we're giving your love. Gosh, that was it, ages ago. I came in there. Yeah, it's not the old. It's House of Fraser. It wasn't. It wasn't the old. It was Army and Navy. Navy. It was yes. Army and Navy. Yes, I was in there. Look, I can't remember what I was looking for. And he said. Steve Allen. <laughs> Although, strange enough, I was waiting at the London Eye on Friday, and this, the, the, this, this gentleman sort of, I thought they were going to ask me for money, actually. So I immediately... Were you going on it? They might have. I did go on it, but I was sitting down at the table having, having a, a cappuccino. OK. And, um, and he came over and he said, um, just thought we'd like to say we're big fans of the show. Oh. I said, thank you very much indeed. And you know when, you, when you're sitting down, and, and they then sat at the sort of table there, and then his son got up, I think it was his son, and took a photograph on his... Ca- as opposed to saying to me... Do you mind if we have a picture taken? Yeah. They, they, they sort of took it, but out of the corner of my eye, I could see they were taking a picture of, of his dad and me, so we'd be in the same picture. <laughs> Whereas, in fact, if it, it would have been easy if he'd come over to the table and you said, can we have a picture? You'd put your arm round him, exactly. I wouldn't have gone that far. No, well, I'd have had a picture <laughs> taken. Not, not picking out curtains or nothing, you know, like that. <laughs> I but, always uh, put my arm round people. Yes, but you're a girl. <laughs> You've been doing that for years. That's what got you into trouble in the first place. Yes, yes, yes. Less of which later. Yes. All right, listen, we have, we have to take a, a very short break. And uh, then to the side of that, don't forget, get your questions in for Darren quickly. 84850, uk. And so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact uh, Chris or Duncan. They also do stuffed chicken leg. Mm. No, I'm, I'm not I'm sure not, about no. stuffed chicken leg, no, actually. I'm with the Kievs. I'm with the, with the Kievs. I could eat a chicken Kiev right now. Oh, actually, so some could chips I. And, 
couple of sprouts or baked beans. Uh, yes, little midget Frank Lampard. Yes. Somebody's written in to say he's six foot half an inch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get he's, over yourself, uh, sweet pea. He's in the, uh, <laughs> that's my nickname. He's in what, the, sweet um, pea? Yeah. I love that. He's in the News of the World, page seven. Um, I didn't realise he was a property magnet. Yeah, he is... Does that mean um, he sticks to things? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, owner of a massive 13 million property empire consisting of at least 11 homes. Yeah. And he is booting out the grandma of Ellen R- um, Rivas from her flat oh. in Spain. Um, he doesn't need it. He's uh, And she is 98 years old. Oh, it's disgraceful. 98 disgraceful years old. Disgraceful if it's true. her out because he wants to sell it. Yeah. You well, know, good so for what? I Just hang on. Less. He's such a numpty anyway. You know, I mean, who cares? She's not going to be around for another decade. You know, hang on. No. But he also owns the house where uh, ex-Ellen now lives with their daughters. Mm. Because presumably they've got to have somewhere to live. Yes. And uh, so they're obviously with her... But he, he's hoping to cash it. But, I mean, it's his flat. He can do with it what he likes. Yeah, but he's not... I mean, Christine Bleakley wants his kids because she's loving to have his babies because he's going to be a He's already got to. Time. He never married the last one. He's not going to marry her. I know. Oh, dear. dear. It's a shame here. Apparently, one source said Granny Teresa was always a tower of strength. Yeah. Ellen's only motherly relationship is with Teresa. She's also upset because her girls Luna and Isla spend time at the flat. Yes. Well, perhaps Granny can go and live in their £3 million house. <laughs> Makes more sense, and then she's on call, isn't she, all she's the time? She's in Spain. She wants to stay in Spain. Who does? Granny. Oh, is that where the flat is? That's where the flat is. Oh, in right. Spain. Oh, pops it. No, you're out. I'm yeah. ever so sorry you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he can come round and stand on a box and shout through the letterbox. That'd be quite sweet, wouldn't it? Um, Andrew in most of the papers today, oh, unsurprisingly, and apparently uh, in the Sunday Mirror, page 19, um, he's being kept away from Prince William and Kate Middleton in the run up to their wedding because. The, the, the fear he'll sort of infect proceedings even more than he has done already. Yes. Overshadow pre- preparations for the big day. Apparently they're furious, William's advisers are furious, because obviously it's, it is a major distraction. A huge amount of work has gone into planning the wedding, which was a chance to relaunch the monarchy on the world stage, and the Duke's problems have jeopardised that. The air of corruption is reminiscent of the scandals that have dogged the Windsors in the past. What's even funnier is that uh, Sarah... Uh, took £15,000 from her ex's old pal, child abuser Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. okay, which came via Andrew's office. Yeah. I've got a theory. I think that poor old Sarah is so sort of naive, and he's also naive, that whenever she goes out and does anything, I mean, you're not telling me that he, he never knows of it. He must know what he she must... does all the time. I mean, by the law of averages. Uh, absolutely. She's always said, he's the man I admire most in the world. Yeah. I thought, well, you obviously set your sights pretty low, love. Yeah. Not They're as well as Frank well Lampard, suited. but, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but then she's sort of... She has to then apologise for something which, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I seriously think, he must know about... She, she, she's not bright enough knows. to go into anything by herself. No, of course he knows. But she's going to now write a book called Fergie's Farm. Fergie's Farm. Fergie's Farm. So let's get this straight, says Carol Malone. She's going to write a children's book, the profits of which will go to a man who grooms children for prostitution. So who does she think is going to buy that, then? Dear. Actually, actually, Carol, just let me turn to her. I remember she said something on a lighter note about shops, because this will interest you. Oh, right. Moving back to to, um, uh, retail therapy, John Lewis and Waitrose have made a 20% profit this year, despite the recession, and you don't have to be brain of Britain to see why. Their staff are always polite, helpful and smiling, Mm. and they don't look at you or or talk to customers like you're a nuisance. And it is true, actually. Yes. 
you know, I know you're a big M&S fan, but John Lewis is just kind of the standards there, upheld year mm. in, year out. And you can take things back. Yes, yeah. Oh, well, see, the trouble is, I'm, I'm a fan of anywhere like that. I, I like Oldie as well. Mm. And Lidl. I've been in Lidl. I bought a bit wafer biscuits in Lidl. I love your pronunciation. What, Lidl? Everybody else says Lidl. Lidl. Well, I'm, I'm posh. <laughs> what do you call Ikea? Ikea? Ikea. <laughs> and spud you like is spadula <laughs> I know all the shops. I'm quite happy. Did you read the thing about uh, Sherry Houston, Houston's ex, who said yes. she's a boozy, violent, jealous control freak? Yeah, this is. In I said the... no. She's just mad. <laughs> <laughs> bless her. News of the World, page twenty-three. After Carol's page, actually. Yeah, I know Sherry. She is bless her bonkers. I don't think she's a boozy, violent, jealous control freak. You know, but I wasn't married to her. But I, you know, the, the, the mm. time I've had with her, she's she's a bit bonkers. But actually, I like her. She's good for a laugh. Yeah, she, she's good for a laugh. But the trouble is, if you do write about your ex in a book and, and he thinks that you've dissed him, yeah. uh, then he's, he's going to get his own back and he's go, been, actually, yep. she's, she's violent, she would throw things. Mm. And he's going to get paid for it, too. <coughs> of course, yes. of course. But, uh, no, I, I think she's OK. But as I say, none of us know what goes on behind closed doors. No, we have exactly. no idea at all. Um, we can even watch Ken Blast Sherry on video. Oh, oh why? I'm why not you even going to give you the website for that. No, no I'm not. We, we, we don't want to do we things no, like that. No, that's vicarious <laughs> horribleness. There was a programme a while back, say, Amanda and Mark, and apparently Oakham Farm is a brand name. Oh, I always know it's a brand, yes. It doesn't exist. There is a place called Oakham, but it's got nothing to do with chickens or anything like that. Oh, right. But Mark, Marks and Spencer's um, advertising team just went, let's call it Oakham Chicken. Oakham chicken. It doesn't it come from Oakham good. at all, because, exactly, because yeah. it sounds like it's farm fresh. Yes. You know, and it's Oakham. happy chickens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his farmer Giles looking after three million chickens. <laughs> but but it's, it's Oakham, so they, it's, a, it's a better quality chicken. Righty-ho. Better quality. They're, they're um, making the chicken Kiev with Oakham even as we talk. I can tell it. I don't know how you do it. I'm presuming you just get a chicken breast and then you cut into it and you put the garlic butter in and then cover it in breadcrumbs, don't you? I, I guess so, but it, I, I, don't know how that, yeah, I don't know how they do it either. Mm. No, yes, because it must be inside. You can't do any folding over because then you'd need to sort of tie it together with yeah. string and all of that. But it has to be good quality chicken. I don't want cheap chicken. No, it has to be a big fat breast. Well, I not, regret well, saying not, that already. Not even that interesting, big fat breast. It's <laughs> very nice to start on a Sunday morning. Chicken it's a, breast. It's a chicken bit racy paces. The vicar could be listening, you know. Move swiftly on, Steve. <laughs> Mail on Sunday. Tea. Now, this is tea. big. Yeah, turn to page 32. This is big. Okay? Okay. Yorkshire tea. Okay. Oh, can't bear For it. For 20 years, all right, the Women's Institute. What page? Th- this is page 32. All okay. Right. The thirsty ladies in village halls all over have received free parcels of Yorkshire tea. But now, the complimentary cuppers, enjoyed by members in more than 6,000 branches, are to be stopped because of charity law red tape. Oh. Yorkshire tea aren't withdrawing their support. Charity law red tape, it doesn't go into ter- in huge details, have stopped it. Oh. I just think that's very sad. I, just, I don't like Yorkshire tea, it's too strong. I don't like it either, but it's still sad. <laughs> yes. It's very sad for those people who like it. I always think it's sort of, it's, it's the kind of tea that my father, you know, could stand a spoon up in yeah, it. Yeah, I hate that Because it's a bit too strong. It's orange. Builder's tea. Builder's tea. But it's very economical, because you can, you're going to hate me saying You can this. use the tea bag you've, twice. Yeah, yeah. I knew, you, I knew you were going to hate that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we, we didn't have tea have bags when we were little. We well, I say when we were little, we had a, a machine on the wall that you filled up with loose tea, and then you push the button. It would gave you one thing for the pot. So if it was three people, you'd put three, and then one for the pot. A machine on the wall. Yes, it was just a push button machine. It was like a dispenser. Oh, sweet! And we had a little, and we used to have a a thing for collecting the tea leaves in a tea strainer. 
Nobody has that now, no, do they? No, it's it's they very don't. dated. No. Although even more intriguing, the Queen Mother's private record collection. <laughs> she had she had a lot of strange stuff, including uh, a Canadian yodeling and Paul Simon's pop hit. You can call me Al. <laughs> Plus, she had the King and I, and uh, and I love to yodel. The best country yodelers. Oh, sw- imagine is... her listening to yodelling. Yes, you can imagine sitting. We you all know, have it's... strange things. I like to listen to Hawaiian music. I like whip crack away, but that was for personal reasons. <laughs> that was. Uh... <laughs> So don't go there. No. Um, back to tea. Um, Sunday Express, page 15. Merrill Streep, right? Yeah. Merrill Streep is being bought thousands of packets of Fortnum and Mason green tea because she's filming uh, The Iron Lady and she found that Margaret Thatcher used to drink green tea in the afternoon oh, to I've, boost her energy. I've been told to. I can't bear it. Yeah, well, she's really... Well, she is really warmed to the drink and the rest of the crew love her so much that they keep on bringing her boxes of, um, of tea. And she oh. says, I'll be ordering an extra suitcase or should that be a tea chest? Cue outbreak of helpless mirth from adoring cast members. We used to have tea chests for moving. Every time we moved, yes. all our stuff went in tea chests and they were chests which had tea in. So they'd come over from China, yes, India, wherever? Yes, big, big boxes. About what that. happened to tea chests? They're probably selling for a fortune in antique things. You know, we used to get little bits of tea around the inside. Nice. Yes, it was lined with sort of metal. The tea, tea would go in and then they would nail the top on. Oh, they probably smelt quite nice. They did, they smelt of tea. Lovely. Interesting. Uh, it's all over for Mr and Mrs Loophole. This is uh, Nick Freeman. Uh-huh. Uh, he separated from his wife for more than 20 years. Uh, they say it's because of heavy workload. He actually is the man who gets all the footballers off on little technicalities. He's very uh-huh. clever. But uh, he says here, he, he, he married Stephanie, a former model. Uh, they've got a five-bedroom house in Nutsford. And uh, he's, yeah, they've got two children. Sophie, 20, and Ben, 15, always believed to have a very strong marriage. But there again, it's, uh, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. He, he works very, very hard, obviously loves his, his job. They married 21 years ago. He's actually Jewish, and Stephanie was not. That is a shame. <coughs> 21 years, yeah. that is a shame. Great shame, great shame. Yeah. So last night he declined to comment. It's the trouble these people? They never say anything afterwards, do they? Come on, <laughs> tell us. Tell us, we want to know the truth. Um, Suzanne Moore, very interesting take. This is The Mail again, page 33. Suzanne Moore, very interesting take on Gwyneth Paltrow singing Gary Glitter. Oh, dear. I know she's coming for a lot of criticism, you know, because obviously it's going to make, you know, revenues in, in, uh, in repeat fees, uh, masses for the uh, affected... Um, um, convicted child sex offender yeah. but she actually says um, it's not that that she minds so much I mean you know Michael Jackson they, they, her family loves it they're not aware of any of the issues surrounding Michael Jackson so why should we worry about the issues surrounding Gary Glitter I'm not sure about that um, but she's much more offended by Gwyneth Paltrow who keeps showing up singing oh. <laughs> that is very very wrong I actually think <laughs> uh, what do you think about that Steve actually that, that sh- should she be singing no. a song of no I don't no. think she should either. I don't think so I think there are loads of other choices she could have made. Yeah. You know, why earn revenue for, for him? Not good. Uh, Christians have condemned the government-funded advice pack for schools. Lessons in cheerleading and wearing dresses for boys aged five. Yes. <laughs> I saw, yeah, enlighten me. I saw the headline. I didn't have a chance to, uh, the, to catch up the on The trouble that is that the, the, this material is aimed at, at, uh, at teachers, not children. Yeah. Because, you know, surprisingly, there might be gay pupils in school. You know, they're not going to get to 15 and go, whoopee, screaming Nancy. <laughs> you know, it's going to start from an early age. 
But uh, there is a Christian group, of course, as you can always find one, who yeah. will come out and say this is, this is disgraceful, it's absolutely awful, without assuming that a lot of the Christian church is a veritable fairyland, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, you know, it's just really best to... It's for teachers. Yes. Just to give them guidance on, on what, they can, what they can do, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a shame. Uh, coming up, 16 minutes to nine. I keep looking at these pictures of this town that's vanished, and I keep thinking... We've just got no idea. No we? idea, no and the idea telly, f- the telly coverage as well. You just, you just stare at it open mouthed, don't you? You just don't believe that that little wave, yeah, could cause that much damage. Yeah, absolutely, a whole building swept away. Yes, yes. Well, looking at the picture, I, th- I think you're right. The Mail on Sunday have have the best pictures, if if best, best is the is word the that word, describes yeah. it. Yeah. But this is the uh, the town of death, where there's nothing left. No. There's no streets. There's nothing that's deserted. There might be a little bit of a road, but then that that disappears. Yeah. And. I don't know what they're going to do to it. No. I mean, I, d- I don't know how long it would take to even clear it, or whether the water drains away or something. Mm. Absolutely dreadful. Quarter to nine is the time. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's... I was going to say early breakfast, actually, <laughs> but I think by this time you should all have been up. And don't forget, Darren's here between nine and half past. Morning, every 13 minutes tonight. I've got a present. i got a present <laughs> from Julie. For your upcoming birthday. My upcoming birthday on... The seven. 17th. 17th. I can't remember what day it is. Thursday. Thursday. Because Johnny as well, next door. Ah. His birthday, same day. Happy birthday, Johnny. I haven't got you a present. Sorry. So this is... (laughs) Oh, wow. Open it, open it. Is it what I think it is? Uh, I hope it's what you think it is. I know you like clockwork toys. Oh, I do. Oh, it's lovely. It's it's quite valuable. Oh, that's lovely. Well, I mean, it doesn't look valuable. I had to say that because it looks like it's quite a cheap tin toy, but it's not. (laughs) They're quite... Yes! It's oh, a fairground. It's, it's a fairground ride in tin. <laughs> oh, I like they that. Are they are very collectible. They are very collectible. Yes, yes. And I know, I, but I even know where you got it from. No, no, no. Oh, I really? I got it from France. Oh, you didn't, did I you? I did. I did. All the way from France. Where oh, did you think I got it from? I thought it came from Hawkins. No. Because Hawkins do tin toys as well. Oh. But, oh, it's lovely. Oh, I love that. Isn't that good? Yeah. Look at that. And it goes round and everything. Yeah. Look. And even the little <laughs> propellers on the planes go they, round. They can't see it's, it or hear it, it's Steve. An, it's an aeroplane ride, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's very lovely. And they're lovely to go on. They're quite scary as a real yes. ride. Oh, I know. I, I would never trust myself. Oh, I, I love tin toys. I know you do. I love tin yeah. toys. Look at that. So <laughs> clever, aren't they? That's what we all grew up with. Tin to- well, We did. Tin was, ducks. I got a little... Some tin du- ducks. Tin ducks that quack and waddle along. That's lo- thank love you so tin much. It's a pleasure. Happy birthday for the thank 17th. Thank you. It's lovely. Happy, happy birthday. Really nice. We've got lovely. Darren in. He's jealous. He's jealous. Oh, you wanted a picture? Po- I'm going to take it out. A photograph. A photograph, she goes, like... Like she's never seen a You've photograph before. You've got to have it <laughs> I'll stop my handshaking with it, actually. <laughs> that lovely. I'm glad you like that. Well, you got me a lovely snow dome. Which it is actually, a lovely snow dome. I'm not going to talk about Christmas in Essex, we just have in March, <laughs> but I actually could get quite excited, like you do, about yes. Christmas because of that snow It's pretty. Dome. You wait till you turn you it on much. tonight. Yeah. You, you, you wind it up and then push the button. Yeah, I will. Just you can't don't... turn it on here because it plays a little tune and it would be really annoying. Yes, especially yeah. as a Christmas tune. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder from 1 till 3 this afternoon. Your chance to tap into decades of travel experience, whether you're fretting about striking airport workers in Spain or seeking inspiration on destinations. This week, Simon goes west in search of an American icon, but not too far, only 100 miles or so down the A4. Find out who and where 
on the travel show with Simon Calder this afternoon from one here on LBC 97.3. Mm, sounds intriguing. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? It does, definitely. I like Simon Calder. Um, Sunday Mirror, page nine, Richard and Judy, no more TV oh, shows. Thank God. This can't be true because it is the tiniest little segment at the bottom of the page. It was on a front page of a magazine yesterday. I think the Mail uh-huh. had the front of their magazine. We're not doing any more telly. I don't think she wants to. I don't think she wants to. She's, she's now, he's 54 and she's 62. And I is think, she? Yeah. Mm. I mean, she looks good in the pic, but I think it's, it gets to a point where it's just, it gets more nerve-wracking, I think. The and also, the, get... the problem is that they were big, you know, on, on daytime telly, mm-hmm. and then it moved from London. So they had this morning slot, uh, which was up in Liverpool, yep. in the dock there, and it worked very well indeed. Then they came down south because the reason we were told was they couldn't get enough guests to go up to Liverpool. I don't know why. People travel, people go to Scotland for prime, for... Um, Question time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which Nick did the other day. I mean, made it back again. I'll never know. But and then their their show got shunted, and then they got a smaller show, mm. and, and then, then that, they were on watch, weren't they? And then it disappeared completely. Yeah. And then they were getting about eight thousand people, which yeah. is just it's not viable. Richard said he's got more followers on Twitter. Probably than, has yeah, actually. Yeah, than watch the yes. show. And, and and the trouble is, I think people they must have earned a small fortune out of the telly oh. in the time that they were on it. You know, you have to realise that every career. You know, especially on television, it's very unforgiving. And the moment people get too old or whatever and, then, and are doing the same format. Yeah. And he never let her say anything. I know. It was all, I'd sit there going, shut up, let her talk. I know. I because know. she was, she was the one that we all liked. Yeah, I know. I stood in for her and he was, he was, he was fine, actually. I was a bit scared. Yeah. It was my first ever experience scared. of live TV. No, I was. <laughs> and, and I never forget, actually, the, the first day, the Monday morning, and he hadn't appeared on the set and we had three minutes till we were on air. And my heart was beating, you can imagine, yeah. like a drum. And I thought, I'm going to have to do this on my own where something obviously has happened he's trapped in the loo and then he came on with I think about one minute 50 seconds and it was a smoothie yeah (laughs) he was fine though he was fine um I mean I don't think it's any you know they've had their their time on television now now there's other people doing it Philip Schofield will probably say the same in about a year's time yes and they've got the book club they've got Richard and Judy's book club which goes from strength to strength Kevin O'Sullivan um, again in the mirror page uh, 25 gives them kind of very um, well not not praise for Caroline Quentin's A Passage Through India just saying you know how bored viewers are sick to death of of pointing cameras at some celebrity on a free holiday um, and calling it a programme calls her minor celebrity I don't think she's a minor celebrity Who? at all. Caroline Quentin. Uh, she's not, no, a, she's minor not ce- a minor celebrity. No. 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 Um, but, you know, globe-trotting stars on travelogue vacations wish they weren't here. Mm. Do you agree? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I, sure about that one. I think if you and I were offered a nice freebie holiday, we're not going to say, I don't think that would be popular. No, with the I, I agree. We're going to yes. say, where's my passport? <laughs> yes, where frankly. is the passport at home? <laughs> because we've gone all no! Christmassy no! with cupcakes. No! <laughs> You've heard that one as well. <laughs> I get it all the time. Oh, re- I haven't heard it yet. Have you not heard it? No. It's only 99p in all news Yeah, agents. I know. Very good. Nice you silicon moulds. Yes, you it's get some silicon It's actually called Baked and Delicious, but baked I'm now getting into trouble for saying that. <laughs> No, no, we haven't. Jodie Kidd pregnant. She's. I'm just ignoring. Just moving on. Jodie Kidd pregnant. Uh, this is Katie Nichols Page in the Mail, page 19. Four months pregnant. After saying she's not broody at all, she looks good actually. Very nice. Yeah. And Jude Law back with. Well, might be back with Lily Cole. Do we care? Broken up with Sienna. Oh. Yeah. Does it really he... matter when these people break up and get back together no. again? But Lily Cole was an ex-flame. 
Oh, really? Oh, she's a bit bizarre. Very, you'll like this, Steve. Very important news. You'll have something to say on this. Page 26 of the mail. Cox has been pipped as our top apple. Oh! Yep. For what? Granny Smith? No, Gala, believe it or not. Oh. Gala apples are more I'm popular sorry. than I'm sorry. I was always a Cox man. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was unanimous in that. I, I, would go I out wouldn't there. say that if and I was, were you. But there were so many other different <laughs> ones out there. I think I've tried a Gala. Is you it Gala? Know what you just said at all, no. do you? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> is it Gala or Gala? I think it's Gala. Really? I think it's Gala. There is, believe it or not, there is an apple called a Peas Good Nonsuch. It's a great big fat cooking apple. Oh, right. I like yeah. cooking apples. I like cooking apples. I should like a pink lady. A pink lady? Pink lady. They've, they've got like a blush to them, which are quite Ooh. nice. There's lots of different apples. And so, I also used to like a russet. A russet, very nice. And russets are nice, nice to eat. Is that a, that's not a cooker. That's no, no, eater. no. That's a, not, it's a little eater. It's a little eater. It's I brown. like it's a brown, mm, yes. crunchy little yummy, one. Yummy, 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 yummy. Because you're a bit partial to a crumble, aren't you? I am partial yeah. to a crumble. <laughs> so you I, like... I could go a crumble now, actually, with some custard. I cannot stop thinking about chicken Kiev sprouts and chips. Really? Yep. And Somebody I have sent me breakfast. the recipe. I have learned breakfast. What, for chicken Kiev? Chicken Kiev, yeah. What, to make your own? Well, the hairy bikers apparently make it. So I'm oh. avoiding it like the plague. No, I love the hairy oh, bikers. You would do. Tommy Mortlake says, have you tried the tea box in Richmond? The tea box. Yes, the tea box is very nice. Very nice yep. to have a cup of tea there. She's been there. I like it. I like it. Do you know why I like it? It's not a chain. I like it oh, because do you like it's places individual. That are not chains? Yes. I like Brighton. I like individual little shops. I'm going to Brighton next like, Saturday. Actually. I love it. I love local councils. Listen up, Richmond, you know, who don't just have endless. Nothing wrong with Starbucks, Costa, Pret. Yeah. I love Pret. But let's please have some individuality Pret in used our to do a lovely shop thing. Centers, and they've stopped centers. doing it. And it was a, a croissant. Uh, <gasps> I know with... what you're going to say. With a frankfurter? Yes! 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 They, yes! No, uh, listen, we with are cheese. talking... With cheese. They did that oh. about five years ago. Oh. I loved that, and I'm supposed to be a vegetarian. But oh, I have eaten delicious. IKEA hot dogs, and they've got no yeah. meat whatsoever no. in them. But that's why I was saying earlier on that Jeff Brazy is going on the tour of the Dancing on Ice, because somebody's got to sell the hot dogs. Yes! And, um, but but that, that, that croissant... They were the, the best. Thing, it was delicious. It was delicious, and it was, it was just so yummy for breakfast. It was absolutely the best. I used to go, because we were, we were based in Stephen Street for our Channel 5 programme, so we, I'd go <laughs> round... <laughs> voiceovers yes. at next door um, to Stephen Street. Yes. In fact, it was a studio almost in Stephen Street and there was that tiny pret. Yes. And you could sit there, cappuccino, nice there. cafe oh. latte. Oh. Listen, I'll mention Why it. Why stop doing something that's really popular? I know that everybody Bring loves. it back. Yeah. Please well, bring it I, back. Pret are good at listening. They seem to be one of those organisations that actually invite, you know, you to respond. Yeah. So let's, if we both put it... Yes. There's <laughs> two voices. Do it now. i tell you what I'd also like in Pret as well, which I have had occasionally, but they do like a wrap with meatballs in it. I've never had that. Quite delicious. You no, have I'd, to be very careful. I you don't, don't think sorry? I would like meatballs. Yeah. Oh, they, they still, still do, do that one? No, no, that no. Was, it's wrapped in like this paper, isn't it, which they seem to bake it in. Mm, delicious. But you've got okay. to be careful, don't get it all down My here. husband would like that. I wouldn't like meatballs. No. But I like crayfish and rockets. Oh, oh yep, it's yep, lovely. Yep. I bet you've crayfish. never tried it. I, I wouldn't it's, touch it. It's out, I've seen crayfish before. Ha, don't knock it till you've tried it. It's not got any heads That's what in there. I kept there. saying to Raj next door at the Pink <laughs> Pussycat Ranch, but, I mean, he went ahead anyway. <laughs> we can't do anything about him now. He's, he's, he's hooked. Oh, dear. <laughs> Communicating and everything, you know, with them. Well, no, I couldn't eat crayfish. You could eat crayfish. No, I couldn't. I, no, I promise you, I couldn't eat you crayfish. You couldn't eat crayfish. No. Okay. They're like miniature lobsters, aren't they? They're lovely. Yeah, they're they're exactly like langoustine. Like yeah, that's Ugh. what's so lovely. What do you do with them? You have to pull them apart. No, they, they, they taste so sweet. Ugh. You don't pull them apart in a sarni. You're not going to open your sarni and don't, pull don't. legs off. I'm feeling quite, quite ill about Dear that kind me, of thing. Back to Brussels sprouts yeah. and Kievs. 
I had some Brussels sprouts. I don't know what I did the other night. I did the most peculiar thing. I was going through the cupboard thinking, oh, right, I've got some soup to use up. <laughs> so I put a, a tin of chicken yeah. soup in a, in, in a pan, some yes. Heinz cream of chicken. Yeah. And, and then I emptied in uh, a packet of Uncle Ben's savoury egg fried rice. Very good idea. Do you know... It made a really nice I'll meal. I bet it did. I bet it was all lovely and moist and It was succulent. delicious. Yes. It all sort of blended in together and it was just like a thick soup. Lovely. I've still got that Brussels sprout liqueur you gave Have me you? one Christmas. Very yeah, you dodgy. you know you were affected very quickly. Yes, I was. I was. Very, very I, call, I started calling you by uh, other names. I know, I know. Alan or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, we have to finish with, with Julie, as oh, they say, because we've got to go shame. back to the kitchen and do some cakes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and hopefully we'll be doing them at Christmas as well, which will be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much, Julie. Thank you for my lovely present. It's been delightful. I rock it right. And, and be, thank you for my snow day. Be very careful. It's very heavy. You're going to be so careful I've on the way home. I've double bagged it, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'd sort of, yes, sort of sit on it. Or so. Well, not actually sit on it. No, no I won't sit on it. I'll just after it. place it very carefully. Enjoy the rest of your morning. Bless your heart. Thank you for that. Happy birthday to come. Thank Thursday, you. 17th, St Patrick's Day. And Johnny as well. And Johnny. And uh, Julie will be back with us in a, in a few weeks' time on LBC. We'll take a short break for the news. To the other side of that, Darren's here to answer all your questions. Yeah, really nice to have a company. Welcome along. It's Sunday morning. It's uh, LBC 97.3. And it's Steve Allen. Till 10. Don't forget that we've got uh, a how low today. And the how low is the Apple iPad 2, together with the leather smart cover. And uh, you can be among one of the first people in this country to get your hands on it. Thinner, lighter design, faster processor, graphics, uh, improved browsing, gameplay and viewing of HD videos. But the good news is it's got two cameras on it. So you can talk face-to-face with a friend, take photos and record your own HD movies. I'll also include the leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad, but then you bend it under itself and it becomes the stand. person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down. Ten o'clock this morning. You've got 55 minutes on this one to play. You text Steve, followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid... Uh, £1.11, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 111, and send it to treble 821. Competition finishes at 10am this morning. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. 10-hour battery life, 9.7-inch high-resolution LED screen, but it's now 33% thinner and 15% lighter, and you can only win it on this programme this morning, so you can be among the first people in the country to actually get your hands on one. I personally can't wait. I can't wait. What do you need another iPad for? Morning, by the way. Morning. Because it's got two cameras. And what are you going to do with that? Uh, I'm going to face-talk people. FaceTime people. I'm going to face... <laughs> Johnny's got one as well, uh, when I'm buying him. So, but, so I can oh, then okay. FaceTime him, so... But you can FaceTime each other already on your iPhone. Yeah, but I don't have his number. Well, oh, hey. can you FaceTime? Oh, really? Can you FaceTime? I can FaceTime. He hasn't got... No, he's, he's got the old Apple iPhone. Oh, well, when he gets the new one, he can face time. He, yeah, he, he hasn't got to any money to buy it, so I'll okay. have to buy him that as well. So it's turning out to be quite an expensive operation. Got a good gadget of the week for you this week. Lovely. Um, the HTC launched the Incredible S. Now, I've never been a fan of HTC phones until today because it is quite literally an incredible phone. It's been launched by, and I didn't know who this person was, Sarah Harding. Sarah, oh, I can tell you all about Sarah yeah, Harding. who's Sarah Harding? Sarah Harding is, um, she used to fall in and out of bars. Yes. And she was with the girls Aren't Allowed. All right. And she, um, then she appeared in a minor film, as a minor role in St Trinian's. She's on the front page cover of Hello magazine. Okay. She's getting engaged to her DJ boyfriend called Tom Crane. She's, she's a bit of a ligger. 
<laughs> well, she launched the phone with the car phone warehouse this week. It's exclusive to them, and actually, you can see a picture of her on the LBC website with the phone. She's changed the colour of her hair. She has, and that, that, that apparently makes news nowadays. Well, the reason is is because they've launched this new black, sleek, very shiny, oh, super right. smartphone. Now, let me tell you why I do like it. It's got a four-inch super LCD screen. It's very fast and responsive. When you go on the web, you can find you can visit websites that use Flash, which you can't do on that other phone. Plays video beautifully. Let me just make sure the sound's off so we don't breach any copyright. Let me just show you how good the video is on here. Do you here. buy this phone, or is it on contract? It's free on contract for about 25 quid a month. Wow. Let's play this. Free. I like the word there you free. Go. That's how good videos look on it. Well, that, that's lovely, isn't it? It's very good uh, video quality on there, isn't it? Very good quality. Is this HD? It's HD. Well, it's a very high-definition quality screen. Yeah. Um, you can customise the home screen, just as you can with any Android device. It weighs just under five ounces. Compare that to the weight of your iPhone. Steve. Yeah. Light. Oh, goodness, mate. It's much lighter. Much lighter, yes. You've got eight gigs of memory and a micro SD card, so you can expand that if you wish. Now, the downfall always for me with HTC phones has been... Lovely. Are you enjoying that video? It was very good, actually. The quality yeah. is superb. Yeah. Quality is superb. I got mean, a camera on the front right. and a camera on the back, so you can do um, video what conferencing. What Johnny got, then, if he hasn't even got cameras on He's it? He's got an so. iPhone 3G, I think. Or is it 3GS, Johnny? 3GS. 3GS that don't have cameras? Uh, it's got cameras, but not for FaceTime. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Raj's you can, got iPhone You can 4. FaceTime Raj right now. I don't have his number. You don't. You just need his email address. I don't have his email no. address, either. Okay. In fact, I've been forbidden from contacting anybody's staff here. <laughs> <laughs> Subject of an ASBO, I think. No, actually, having said that, I might, I might have Raj's number in here. I'm not sure, actually. Unfortunately, the wireless network, you need to be on a wireless network, and the wireless network in the building has collapsed. I tried to get on oh, it today? To, to try and get onto FaceTime and demonstrate this, but no, you can't. Um, now, the downfall for me always with HTC phones is I don't have Raj. I've got RAC Rescue. That's the nearest thing <laughs> to RA. Very, very similar items, aren't they? Yeah. Um... The battery life has always been a downfall on the HTC phone for me, but this one has improved dramatically. I've bashed it all weekend, and it's not run out during the day at all. Oh. We've got FM radio, so you can listen to LBC on FM, or you can listen to the LBC app as well on Android Marketplace. How funny. And the really good thing on this, Steve, Google Maps. Oh, really? As you'd expect from a product from Google. Have a little play with Google. Yeah. Tweak it with your fingers. You it's very good, isn't it? Move it around with your fingers. Oh, Pinch yeah. and zoom. No idea. I don't know why you buy all this technology. I don't know why I buy it. I'm now currently loading the weather. Oh, that's a a nice graphic. And the thing I really like... I could bash that all weekend. I really can't. Yeah, you can bash it as much It's good, actually. Yes. My my hand is really bad at the moment. Ever since I fell over the other week, I've got to go to the hospital and get an x-ray because I'm convinced I've broken it. The doctor thinks I've just sprained it. It It really hurts. It's been two weeks now. It was was exactly... Well, I can't do that now, Raj. I can't. You know. The other interesting thing with this phone... Totally can out of action. continue with this, please? So, yes, yeah, get onto your arm. If you want to transfer music onto it, you don't need to connect it to your um, computer. You can do it wirelessly. So you're oh. at home. You can transfer your music from your Mac onto your phone wirelessly. Mm. It's, it's very nice. Wise. Downfall for me is it's a bit plasticky. I don't mind plasticky, actually. No? Well, that's what makes mind. it light. Yeah. It, it is actually quite nice. I'm going to oh. give it 9 out of 10. Wow. Real competition... Okay, so this is... Is it up on the LBC website? On the LBC website. That version is exclusive to Carphone Warehouse, the right. incredible S in jet black. Right. And so it's free... Free on contract. Yeah. Contracts start about 25 quid a month. I quite like it. I think it's a fantastic yes, phone. I like it. Very nice. Very, very there good you go. phone. Nine indeed. out of ten for that one.
Gonna make you work now. Okay, ready? Yep. Lots of questions to get through, and uh, see if we can get through them between now and uh, and half past. From I don't know, Peter. And I what have I got the wrong ones? You've got Mike. Oh right. Oh right. Oh, okay. <laughs> the different ones. So from Peter. Anyway, yeah. Uh, iTunes upgrade failed during installation on a Vista Home Premium PC. Windows install will not me- not let me remove iTunes, nor will it let me retry and upgrade as Windows install says there is a current install in progress. What do I do to upgrade iTunes? Now this is quite complicated. Oh. Mm. I would suggest you try creating a new user admin account. So go into your computer. Go into users, add a new user, and give it full administrative control. Restart the PC and log in as that new account. Try reinstalling iTunes from there. So it gives it a nice, fresh, clean install. Right. If that doesn't work, then there's another thing you can do. You can go to the control panel, programs and features. You've got to remove the following applications. Apple software update, Mm. Apple mobile device support, iTunes and QuickTime. Restart the computer, and you've got to download and install the Windows Installer Cleanup Utility, and you can get that from the support page at Microsoft. Right. Launch the utility, clean it all up, restart the computer again, download and reinstall iTunes from Apple's website. Okay. You may need to listen to the podcast. Yes, you may need to listen to that bit again. Yeah. Just so you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. But it's on, it'll, it'll be on the podcast, OK? Uh, one here. I can't afford to buy antivirus. Can I get a free one? Yeah, go to lbc.co.uk forward slash gadgets. OK. Also, the computer makes a thumping noise. Do you know, mine sounds as though somebody's clapping every so often. I know it sounds a bit odd, but I'll be sitting there, all of a sudden it goes... <laughs> this is somebody else living in my Let's place, and I'm batteries. not aware of them. Sorry? Change the batteries in your hearing aid, Steve. Thumping noise is usually the hard drive the about to at all, in. is it? That sounds like the hard drive's having problems if there's a thumping noise in it. Well, look. Either that or the fan needs a good clean, getting full of dust. Yes, I've, I've got a spray can of air. Don't use that on your Mac, please. Oh, really not? No. no oh, no, OK. No, absolutely not. And what, would you, what would you clean the screen with? Uh, one of those Scotch cloths that you've got. Right, OK. Yeah. Not, not wet? No. No, OK. Just checking. Just checking. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't do anything like that anyway. OK, I've got some more coming up in a moment, but they're a little bit uh, long, so I'll do them the other side. Gary Glitter says Terry sold the rights to his songs back in the late 90s, so he wouldn't get a penny. I know, it's just the fact that we, we were having this discussion in the office the other day about whether anybody should actually record any of those songs ever again. You know, I, I, I think the answer was we didn't think that they should. So that's what we ended up with. Um, I said I've got to... Le- to the LBC Twitter page, and I've just seen the picture of your car- rocket ride. Oh, right. It's on there, is it? Yeah, if you go to lbc.co.uk forward slash Twitter, you can see... um, It is lovely, actually. Where did she get it from? She didn't say where she got it from. It's a present. You don't tell people... I know, I mean, it's it's very nice, though. I do like Mm. things like that. Where are you going to put that exactly? That'll take pride of place. Pride of place. I've got a a space for it at the moment. It's going in the garden. (laughs) 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 That's the only room we've got at the moment. Oh, it's nice. I love things like that. Any sort of tin toys. Okay, 14 minutes uh, past... Nine is the time. Oh, lovely. Oh, it's up on Twitter already. Good yeah, Lord. Okay. That's a good picture, isn't it? Was that taken with that new camera? Yeah. Well, that's that's very good quality. Eight Honestly, megapixel camera, by the way, on this Wow. Mm. That is really, really good. Every 18 minutes past nine, Barry says, uh, can you tell me, uh, one, what you think of Casper Sky? I installed Kapersky. it in my laptop. Sorry? Kapersky. Oh, Kapersky. Yeah. I installed it in my laptop because I saw which rated it highest for security, but it drives me around the bend with its updates, application controls, etc. 
I've also heard recently it's most appropriate for experts, professionals. It's very, very, very good um, antivirus software. Right. But if it's annoying you... This is the whole problem with Windows PCs and antivirus software. The stronger the software, the more irritating it will be because it's continually going to be stopping things right. and asking you whether or not you want to allow things. That's what you've got to deal with, I'm afraid. If you lower the security settings so it doesn't happen so often, then you're exposing your risk to problems. Right. So, so what do you think of Microsoft's MSE, he says? It's very good as well. Good. But, um, you know... AVG? The, they're all, they're yeah. all good. There isn't any bad antivirus software that we recommend on our website. Right. They're all equally as good. Okay. Check it out on the website. Thank you, Barry, for that one. Uh, Rosemary says, we have a Belkin wireless router yeah. and our network is secured. However, under this network on the list, it says Belkin XXXX, guests unsecured. Our next door neighbour rang us up and wanted to use this network as they can get the wireless signal through the wall. How can I delete this one or secure it without harming our signal? You need to log into your Belkin wireless router. Do out your instruction manual or go to the Belkin website and type in the model number you've got. It'll tell you how to log in. You usually do it through a browser on your computer and you type in the address of the uh, router, which usually begins 192168, and then right. it gives you... If you've secured the router, you'll need the password and username for that as well, which I hope you've done. Otherwise, anyone can log in on the, and, and change the settings. Right. Once you're in, delete the guest account so people can't log in and use your broadband. Okay. Okay. Good luck with that one. If you've got a Belkin wireless router, make sure that you haven't got the guest thing open either, because mm. other people can use your internet and download I all sorts of. Is that your stomach or mine? My stomach for a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I nearly bought something the other day. I bought a, a wireless printer. Right. It was only sixty quid. Yeah. For a wireless printer, is that? I mean, you get a good wireless printer for sixty quid. Who, who made it? I don't know. I just just came in a big yeah. box. Does it work? I, I didn't buy it. I just looked at it, thinking I've got a, I've got the a very good with printer. All, re uh, all printers is not how much the printer costs; it's how much the cartridges cost. Ah, uh, oh, that's it. So in other words, you can get a cheap printer, but the I cartridges mean, if you've got cost five cartridges in it, and they each cost twenty quid. To replace a yes. set of cartridges is going to cost you a hundred pounds. Right. Well, I don't print in, in colour. A friend of mine's printer. He's got um, a big Canon professional printer. Every time they change the cartridges, thousand pounds. Really? Yeah. Ours here, we have to take out the printers and shake them because they've got powder, powder in them. Powder in them, yeah, totally. It's the powder. It's very yeah. clever, isn't it? I don't yeah. think I've got powder in my I've got a wireless printer. I've got a Canon wireless printer. Right. And you can print anywhere from there, via the iPad or oh. via your laptop or your phone or whatever, and it prints straight away. Clever. Very good. Uh, Monique says, every time I log on to my online banking, an advert pops up recommending I download, is it Rapor? Yeah. Security for extra protection. I'm currently using AVG, the free version. Is it worth downloading Rapor or not? Um, there's no harm in doing it. Really up, to anything. up to you. Yeah. I think some banks might start insisting on it soon. Oh, really? Yeah. God. I got a thing the other day from Chase Manhattan Bank saying that my, my <laughs> account was in jeopardy, which is always yeah. rather strange because I've never had an account with Chase Manhattan. They always just send them out hoping they're going to hit, but it was such an ob obscure bank for most of us over they here. They send out a million and only one person replies. They've made the money. They've made the money. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, Jackie says, I recently got... Uh, a easy grabber to transfer VHS videos to DVD. I have a desktop computer with a DVD drive. How do I find out what blank DVD to use? Is it plus R or minus R discs? On the front of the DVD drive on the computer, it says in very small letters, DVD plus R DL. <laughs> right, so it's That'll be the giveaway. <laughs> so it's plus R that you want, it's and DR is double layer, so you can get a plus R double layer disc in it all oh, right. discs are so cheap now so you can go yeah i quite if like you... that idea of because i've actually got a machine at home which which plays videos and dvds type in the make as well online which yeah. so if you've got a dell type in what dell what 
a DVD doesn't want to tell use, and it will right. tell you, but it, it'll be plus R. Okay. Uh, Marilyn in Huntingdon, how lovely, says, I've mistakenly downloaded a fake version of AVG 2011 onto my laptop and paid for the privilege. What a oh, numpty. Dear. Can you tell me the best way of getting rid of it? Um, have you tried going into add and remove programs? I know it sounds a bit obvious. And try and remove it that way. Sorry, but slurp with my um, if that, that doesn't that, was that the answer? Yes. Right. If that doesn't work, um, come back to us. So go into add and remove programs, look at AVG, remove it there. Okay. And take it out. If that doesn't work, I would try downloading alternative free antivirus software from our website. Right. Run that and see if it detects the fake one. It would be a very interesting test, actually. Yeah. See if it works out that you've got fake antivirus. Lovely. Uh, picture of the London Eye with Haley are very good, with Amanda, of course. Hope Johnny has a great birthday, says Noreen. He's, he's nodding. Sort of as he does. A little bit like the sort of thing you have in the back of a car window. <laughs> His birthday, same day as me. We're roughly the same sort of age. Just had a quick look online, actually. One of the recommendations to remove the fake AVG is to use Spybot, which you can get from our website. Right. You can get that as well from us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Marie says, why can I play an AVI file on Windows 7, but the same file just won't play on Windows 7? I've tried to download a codec, but so far nothing works. Why can I play AVI on Windows 7, but the same file won't play on Windows 7? No. Doesn't quite make sense. No. Um, I would try, there's a great piece of software called VLC Media Player that will play almost any video file out there going. Don't download any codecs, that's the route to getting a virus on your computer. And right. I think we've got that recommended on our LBC website as well. Let me just check okay. while you uh, ask have, me the next question. Quick check on that one. Yeah. Hey, uh, Miriam can't stand the hairy bikers either. See, I like the two fat ladies, I'm afraid. And they, they, they really could cook. I can't, I, don't, I just don't like them at all. Yeah, if you go to lbc.co.uk forward slash gadgets, there is a link there for VLC Player. Right. And that will work on a Mac and a PC. Mm. And it will allow you to play virtually any uh, video file. Without right. the need to download codecs. Okay. If you've got a PC and you don't know what you're doing, do not install codecs. If it says you're missing this file, click here to download. That's how most people get into trouble. Right. Don't. No. Don't download. And it's usually done when people illegally download a movie. They want to play it. And it says you need this codec to play this movie. They download it. And then, hey, presto, you've got Right. computer doesn't work anymore. I fall. I mean, I, I do check actually fairly, fairly carefully on mine, but it, it, that is the big mistake that most people say. It says, "Oh, download here," and you, yeah. before you know where you are, you've downloaded something you don't need, or definitely don't want it. Uh, how do I access ITV iPlayer when I'm repeatedly told I must download Flash Player to do so? It doesn't seem to be possible, says Pat. I should be grateful to have your expert help. I'm assuming she's using something that doesn't have Flash. Doesn't like recognise it. Yes. If it, if ITV Player uses Flash, then you're not going to be able to watch it on an iPad right. at the moment. You'll need to um, wait Sorry. for them to release a, an iPad-friendly version. Right. Well, I wonder if iPad 2 will have it. No. OK. Flash will never... You I can don't face think. somebody, can't you? <laughs> You're obsessed with these cameras, aren't I'm you? I'm obsessed with cameras because, I, to be honest with you, to see, you know, Johnny's little face peering up at you in 9.7 inches, I think is just too appealing. <laughs> you can do it on your phone already. It's so clever, though, isn't and it? You can I do mean, it on your technology computer. is amazing in our lifetime. Even, you know, even in the last few years, we've actually gone from cordless phones at home to... You've gone from an abacus to a calculator to your invoice, haven't you? I have. I've yeah. got a solar calculator, ladies and gentlemen, at home. How exciting. Works off the sun. How clever is that inside? Or a light bulb? Uh, I've lost connection, says Sheila, to my Seagate external drive after a computer problem. It shows in disk manage management as healthy and was recognised on 
reinstalling drivers, but only shows as e-drive and explore and can't be opened. I did restore it to previous point. Would changing the drive letter cause a problem or resolve it? Any suggestions appreciated as I've spent hours trawling the internet? No idea. Lovely. Would changing the drive Sheila. letter cause a problem? No, it won't. It's worth giving it a try. Yeah. It may not resolve it. If you've got a Seagate external hard drive and you've had this problem, let us know the answer. Yeah. Let us know that. There's bound yep. to be somebody listening who knows, yep. or if not, let us know next week. Stephen Clapham says, I have Wi-Fi via Vodafone, which connects with my laptop, no problem, but I thought I would attempt to connect the iPhone 4 as well. But when I go into settings menu and turn the Wi-Fi on my phone, and turn the Wi-Fi on, my phone asks for a password and does not accept what I enter. I'm sure I'm entering the correct one as my laptop connects automatically. If it's not accepting the password, then it is an issue in the way that you're entering that password. Um, if you go into the wireless settings, you can tell it to forget the network and retry connecting, and it will create new settings. Yeah. By the way, there's an iPhone update this week, which allows you 4.3. Right. Have you done that yet, Steve? No, not For yet. your iPhone, iPad, and right. iPod Touch. Right. And it allows you to share your, um, create a hotspot, actually, with your iPhone. Oh, right. So this now becomes a portable internet connection, so it allows other people to connect to your internet. Oh, right. Oh, is that good or bad? Good. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's okay. Oh, it's good. We like that. Okay, very quickly, uh, got one here. Let me just have a quick check of my thing. Um, we've got to be quick on this one. My Windows 7 installation has been corrupted, says John. I've tried System Restore and using my recovery partition. I've tried Windows Vista 32-bit R installation disks, and it failed to repair. Called Sony for recovery CD. Not available. The computer is 14 months old. I would push it with Sony, ask for those recovery disks. You may have to pay for them if they didn't come with the computer, mm. um, but insist that they send them to you. If that doesn't work, you're going to have to find a copy of Windows from someone. Do not try and restore Vista to something that's already got Windows 7 on it. You'll have to clean the whole computer off. So um, find a copy of Windows from somewhere, yeah. go and buy a copy, and reinstall it from that. Excellent. Darren's back at the same time next week. Thank you very much indeed. Pleasure. He's going to go and join the St. Patrick's Day parade at the moment. He's on float number seven and uh, wearing the funny hat, drinking the Guinness. <laughs> Be a wee with you. Uh, we'll take a short break. Back in a sec. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to 10. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to be talking to an expert on nuclear power plants. This is uh, after they've just announced uh, that they think the uh, the plant there is leaking radiation. And to be honest with you, I know nothing about nuclear power plants. I knew, I knew precious little about tsunamis, but I'm now a reasonable expert. I've just watched so much coverage on the LBC website and on the television programme. been amazed by it. After the news at 10, though, this morning... Andrew Pierce, Andrew Pierce, Andrew Pierce will continue the uh, the discussion. Good morning. Morning. We will, of course, keep up to date with what's happening in Japan. And it's um, just the strangest thing ever. Extra, well, um, there was a, the, the earthquake in Japan in the seventies. There were six hundred and fifty thousand people died. Oh, good lord! So this death toll could rise considerably higher. There's one, one, one complete town has, has yeah, gone. gone. Opportunistically, we've got Christopher Mayer in mm. reviewing the papers. A former ambassador to Washington. He, he's understands about the sort of emergency aid we can give to Japan. But first I'm going to talk about um, this extraordinary letter in the um, Observer today. Um, uh, Brenda Blethin, Samantha Bond, Kenneth Branagh, Joe Brand, Rory Bremner, Simon Callow, some of our leading showbiz royalty mm -hmm. are condemning cuts in art spending. So I've got the Arts Minister, Ed Vasey, on to respond to these lovies. Yeah. It's the, old, it's the old adage, isn't it? Would you rather spend your taxes on the NHS or rather spend your taxes on the Royal Opera House? Or can you have both? 
Well, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of commercial theatre. Oh, I like sure. commercial theatre. So it, when I look at something like The National, mm. and they have like a, an eight to 13 week rehearsal period, whereas, you know, somebody doing pantomime at, you know, right. Bethnal Green, wherever, gets two days. Mm. I'm thinking we need, to, so we need to cut back in certain places. I, I think we should have a national theatre. I think we should put a lot of money into the arts. But you're right, it's, it's a percent. The Arts Council is taking a 30% cut. Yeah. It's so, a lot. It's a big. Dis- it's, it's a, a good discussion. Right, a lot good of the, talking the, these point. actors earn a lot of money. They're not poor by any no. stretch of the imagination. But remember, a lot of actors, of course, don't work. Very that often. is true. That is true. And yes. there's not much new drama being commissioned. So that's all coming up. And um, I'm also going to be talking to Ollie Grender from the Liberal Democrat Conference. Nick Clegg's making a speech. It should have been a great triumph for Mr. Clegg going back to his home city of Sheffield, mm. having uh, secured a, a place in government for the first time for the Liberals for 60 years. But instead, they're hanging up effigies of him off, off lampposts. Oh All that and more with Andrew Pierce. Thank you, Andrew, very much indeed. There's nothing. There's no, no fit. It's a rocket ride from Julie Peasgood. <laughs> I'm enjoying every minute of it. OK, right, it's uh, 25 to 10. Andrew will be here just after you to 10. You've got 25 minutes uh, to get your hands on my iPad 2 with the leather cover. But all the, the papers are talking about Tokyo and, of course, now the nuclear plants over there, which are leaking radiation. They're trying to shore them up. Joining us now is John Large, who's an independent nuclear consultant engineer. John, good morning. Good morning. I have to be honest with you, I know so little about nuclear power plants. How, how dangerous is this situation over there? It's not, it's not catastrophic, is it? Well, you're like some of the commentators that I've heard talking about this as well. Anyway, uh, it is a very serious situation. What has happened is on the uh, Fukushima 1 reactor, they've clearly had a meltdown. They've had an explosion. Everyone's seen that. It's common, quite common knowledge. And that's, if, if you like, stripped away some of the containment that covers the fuel. What they've now done is an expedient measure, a last-ditch stand, effectively. They filled the reactor containment. That's the concrete shell that surrounds these nuclear reactors mm. with seawater just to keep the fuel cool but primarily to keep the radioactive products the gases and particulate matter the tiny little particles of radioactivity actually in the in the containment itself so it's a an expedient measure to stop the radioactive leaking radioactivity leaking into the atmosphere right. and then being dispersed as a plume the, what you generally get, now the, the, real, the next sequence is that the next reactor along, number three reactor, that's also experiencing trouble now with fuel. They are saying that they believe the fuel is melting down. These reactors contain about 60 to 70 tons of radioactive fuel. Mm. It's intensely radioactive. What's interesting about number three reactor is it's got a new type of fuel in it, a mixed oxide fuel, which is a plutonium-based fuel, which has a very much higher radiological consequence if it gets into the public domain. So we can now see, what we're now seeing is the government reacting to all of this. It's evacuated well over 100,000 people Mm. from the 20-kilometre zone around the reactor, uh, and it's beginning, we're seeing raised levels of radioactivity as far away as 150 kilometres away on the wind. So there's clearly something going on. Right. How how easy is it, then, to, to actually contain it? Is it safe for the people to be working on it? If you can... There's two ways you can receive radiation dose. One is by direct exposure, like standing in front of a, an electric bar fire, yeah. you feel the heat. If you put something in front of it, a shield, then obviously the heat goes away. So that means, and you can do that with radiation, you can shield it from direct shine. Mm. It's called gamma shine. The other, a very more significant uptake is tiny particles. If you have a, a major nuclear incident, the fuel fragments into tiny particles less than a millionth of a metre in diameter, many of those. And these are respirable. That means if you breathe them in, 
they pass through your lung tissue into your bloodstream and then carried around the body and can reconcentrate in various organs. So that means you finish up carrying around the radioactivity in your body like a series of little batteries emitting radioactivity. And that can give you a longer-term radiation exposure. And that's the most potent form of radiological damage that can occur. And that's why respiratory protection or the, the most significant mitigation action you can take in the aftermath of a nuclear incident is to actually evacuate the people. And, of course, that requires emergency resources. Mm. It requires emergency services. It requires a sound infrastructure. And, of course, at the moment, J- Japan is dealing with an enormous mm. calamity from the earthquake, and those resources are very stretched. Presumably, uh, because of the, uh, the area, and it is known for tremors, I don't think they've had a tsunami in this area, certainly not of this size before, they must have built in certain safety factors within the nuclear reactor. Well, these, these reactors, although they were the, 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 these four reactors date from the 1970s, mm. al- although they would have had good seismic design then, they had been upgraded. But actually, they stood the seismic shock. Very briefly, what happened was this, that when the earthquake triggered, 14 nuclear power plants shut down without consulting each other. They said, I've been designed to shut down when I'm shaken like this. I'll close down. I'll put my control rods in and stop generating electricity. They switched off. Now, the effect of that on the national grid, because they're all plugged into the national Mm. grid, the national grid suddenly lost all its power going into it. It then subsequently collapsed. So those 14 nuclear power plants who would normally expect to receive energy, electricity from the national grid to run their coolant pumps, were left stranded. They then started up, most of them successfully, their diesels. In fact, number one seems to have started its diesel, diesel generators generating alternate power to run the pumps, the critical pumps, and then suddenly it was swamped by the tidal wave, which knocked the diesels out. So what you're seeing here is planning for credible catastrophes. This one went beyond what the engineers thought was a credible event. How, how will this affect, uh, John, do you think, British plans for nuclear power? I, I think this will be a, a considerable setback. We've seen in the past, in 1979, Three Mile Island, which was a very similar incident to what's going on here, but it stopped short of the containment being damaged and released. That cost, Three Mile Island, cost about a billion dollars then in, 19, in the 80s to clean up. It took about 10 years, and it wrote off a nuclear plant worth about $4 billion in today's money. So about $5 billion cost. The nuclear industry virtually stopped ordering new plants um, in 1979 because of Three Mile Island. It staggered to some form of recovery. Then in 86 with Chernobyl, it then collapsed again. Now, the protagonists of nuclear power, the supporters of nuclear power argued well, Chernobyl was that dodgy Soviet technology. Mm. You know, they Russians, they're all forced to pieces. You know, forget the fact that they had men in space and everything. Mm. But here, with this particular one, it's going to be very, very difficult to actually defend the failure of Japanese technology, a highly sophisticated, highly technological society like Japan, as being dodgy technology. Mm. So I think we're going to see a loss of confidence in nuclear power, and this may have very significant setbacks for Britain's energy profile for the next 20 years. Fascinating. John, thank you for joining us. I'm very grateful. Thank you. John Large, independent nuclear consultant engineer. I hope it made it clear to you. It certainly made it a lot clearer to me. I'm understanding the situation now and understanding what they're going through. But the, uh, but the, uh, the might of the, uh, of the Japanese uh, people, I mean, just even looking at the pictures today, 
uh, we're trying to work out how long it's going to take before they can clear or even attempt to estimate how many people have lost their lives in this. Things in some cities, they've got no chance of even getting back in there. And if they, as John said, have to start evacuating people because of the nuclear reactors closing down, then it's going to be a long time before they start uh, getting things back to normal. But uh, we'll keep an eye on it here at LBC. 18 minutes to 10 is the time. Uh, Don't forget, you've got 18 minutes left to get your hands on my Apple iPad for today. It's not just the Apple iPad, it's the Apple iPad 2. This is the one that has been eagerly awaited by the entire world. Even I myself have been waiting for it because I wanted the ones and I'd heard the rumour that they were going to bring it out with cameras in it, and so it has. But it's thinner, it's lighter, faster processor inside it. It's all singing, all dancing, the Apple iPad 2. You can uh, play games, view HD videos, you can make your own music. You can do just about anything with this one. And I'll include with it the leather smart cover that not only protects the iPad but transforms into a perfect stand so you can game, watch movies or surf. It is the most sought-after item in the country at the moment. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down at 10am this morning. In other words, you've got 17 minutes, just under, just over 17 minutes. To play this one, you text Steve, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid uh, £1.16, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then one one six. And send it to treble eight two one. This competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. You must be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's got a ten-hour battery life, so it's enough for quite a few movies before you need to charge the thing up again. Nine point seven inch high resolution LED screen, but it's now, as I said before, thirty-three percent thinner and fifteen percent lighter. So give it a whirl, and who knows, you could be the lucky recipient of the Apple iPad two with the leather smart cover. Very nice indeed. But you've got to get your skates on for it quick as possible. Um, Ian Highland reviewing uh, Dancing on Ice. He says, uh, after a, a newly purple-rinsed Philip Schofield revealed that Denise Welsh has been desperate to slow the pace down a bit, he says, I wasn't that sure whether Pip was talking about the pace of Denise's routine or the speed with which her old man was putting the booze away in the backstage hospitality suite. Anyway, that stage invasion by her bloke Tim Healy, talk about showing Karen Barber how it's done, because despite looking as staged as Widow Twanky's entrance in Act Two of Aladdin, it's still a definitive contender for TV highlight of the year. He said, and it's forced me into a grovelling apology after I said Dancing on Ice would never be able to top the spectacle of Vanilla Ice skating to Ice Ice Baby, because Tim's beer-breath baby routine is now the one to beat, partly because he looked like he'd have, a, he'd have fallen over if he'd actually tried to swing a punch at Jason Gardner, and partly because Jason's later claims that Tim's breath was a mixture of stale wee and alcohol had me wondering what kind of cocktails they were serving backstage. He said, but mainly after Denise shouted, It's the transvestite off Benidorm! I spent the next ten minutes trying to work out whether she'd spotted Tim or merely caught a glimpse of her own reflection in the ice. He says, one thing is beyond doubt, however, this competition will be a poorer place without Denise. I'm even tempted to beg the producers to bring her and Tim back for props week as Jeff Brazier's two handicaps. True, she never quite reached the dizzy heights of Anne Whittacombe, but she always played it for laughs. And to this day, I find it very worrying, that footage of Denise flashing her pants. It was slightly erotic. Plus, it was a joyous slice of schadenfreude that prior to her eviction, she'd clearly started to believe the public were right behind her. Unfortunately, he says, not only have they spoiled my fun by failing to give Chloe Maidley a shopping trolley full of wine for Props Week, they've also contrived to fill the final five with names that would normally only be seen on a census form. It is absolutely true, actually. And uh, they'll be uh, checking here 
uh, on, on, despite hiring the Saturday stylist, how come Karen Barber, he sells, still looks like she's been dressed by the Happy Mondays? I agree. It is hilarious. Not a celebrity in sight, I'm afraid, with or without Denise Welsh. They need to really find some... But nowadays, our celebrities appear to come from reality shows, like poor little Mark Wright. If you don't have a great body, Mark, don't ever let them persuade you to take your shirt off and pose for pictures, because you just look like the fat bloke who's eaten too many pies. You know, if you go into the gym and you're, you know, being buff and everything else, but uh, this is poor Mark with Paul Lauren, the long-suffering girlfriend, who really is so deluded it's almost embarrassing. And here she is in the paper today, uh, you know, saying that she could get back together. He, of course, says completely differently, there's no chance. But there again, she's always been a bit delusional, as you'll see when the new series starts later this week. Morning, everybody. If you've only just woken up, you're very, very late. You've only got 12 minutes to get your hands on the Apple iPad 2, because that's what we're offering in the How Low this morning. It's lovely. I can't wait to get one myself, to be honest with you. I really can't. Even though, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, I've, I've had quite a number of iPads, too. So I'm looking forward to the new one, because it's the cameras. It's the cameras that have, that have tempted me, I think, with this one. With the Olympic tickets set to go on sale next week, James Max. We'll be looking at how property will be affected in the surrounding area. Is East London a good place to invest at the moment? Or should you be looking at other areas in London to put your money? James will also be telling you why you might want to consider staying on a campsite during the Games. Finally, there'll be a full market roundup. James Max, Sunday afternoon from four, here on LBC 97.3. Uh, just very quickly, I just wanted to whiz through just a few more, just find if there's anything actually remotely interesting in the papers. Um, Madonna. Is heartbroken by the death of Gran Elsie May 14, who helped raise her from the age of five. She died three months before her 100th birthday. Three months before her 100th birthday. Um, the BBC's new chairman has been ordered to watch more television. This is Chris Patton, who said he doesn't watch television, which is rather a shame. And two deal or no deal contestants have hit the jackpot and uh, they've won each other's hands in marriage. They met on Noel Edmonds' show. I love Noel Edmonds. I really love Noel Edmonds. And. Um, Recruitment consultant Mark said, deal or no deal was great. I won £30,000, but the best thing was actually getting Amy. And so that's good. There's a cure for blindness, they're saying in the paper today. They say it could be about five years away. Now, this is good news for, uh, for young people, for just about anybody who suffers from blindness. They found that damaged nerves in the eyes began to repair themselves after having stem cell tissue from bone marrow grafted on. Tests on animals suggest that making the blind see is no longer in the realms of science fiction. I mean, isn't that fantastic? You see, this, this teamwork uh, at Addenbrooke's Hospital is being funded by a £320,000 grant from the charity Fight for Sight, which uh, backed yesterday's World Glaucoma Day. Fight for Sight's Dr Dolores Conroy say it could save and potentially restore the sight of millions of people. Now, as far as I'm concerned... The government should be pumping millions into this. You know, you can actually cure blindness. Millions goes in. These people shouldn't have to beg and borrow and steal the money just to, uh, just to, you know, a cure for blindness. Good heavens above, it's like raising the dead. You'd think that, you know, they'd be shoving money in left, right and centre and the government faff around with this. I mean, they're, they're predicting, strange enough, talking about the the tickets for the Olympics, that they're going to sell out. Boris has said he thinks they're going to sell out really quickly. I don't think they are. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not really that fussed myself. I quite like the idea. Quite, I, you know, quite like the idea of having the Olympics. But to be honest with you, I should imagine if Bob Crow has his way, we'll never get to any of these things. Uh, Jim and the hated Birmingham. Bit late, but Lidl is the correct pronunciation of Lidl. I know, because it's German. You see, I, I've known that for some time, actually, because I'm very, very good on things like that. Very good. Uh, 84850... 
steve at lbc.co.uk. Here's TV's Lorraine Kelly, uh, and she told how Craig David raced to the rescue when she was confronted by a giant tropical spider. That's the best news that they can get for this thing, I'm afraid. Shame it didn't eat her. There we go. But uh, today as well, a woman rights campaigner who stole £250,000 to fund internet gambling, uh, wasted it on lavish holidays and booze, ran up credit card debt. She only went to prison for 20 months. A woman called Claire Morgan, National Secretary of the Cooperative Women's Guild, transferred cash with the organisation's bank card to her own account. Eventually, they do, they do sort of catch up with these people. I see Harry Hill has bought a lovely mansion. I like Harry Hill. Clive Bull's a big fan of Harry Hill. And it took me ages to get into him. I used to watch Harry Hill and they're not quite quite get the gag and now i absolutely love it but he's got a, a new 3.65 million pound house well it's a mansion they say here it's lovely he's gonna rattle around in that but it does look very nice one two three it's got three four floors by the look of it so uh, good for him he's worked for it um they've got a thing here when celebrities shrink the best and worst star diets and they've got all the people who've lost weight and then piled it back on again and they've got people like natalie cassidy who piled it on, Claire Nazir, boot camp success, you know, fatty, and of course they always like being photographed when they're fat, and then afterwards and now, but it will go on, Claire Richards, and uh, she's piled the weight back on again, I'm afraid, and uh, it was just, well, Natalie Cassidy, I think, would be the worst example. Oh, and also, they, they didn't put Colleen Nolan in there, because she's almost quadrupled in size. Absolutely huge she is. But she's not here, they've got Nadia Sawala, who, who's lost a bit of weight, Kerry Katona... You know, but she's piled it back on again. Kelly Osborne, And they go, oh, isn't it marvellous? Unfortunately, it just takes people down the wrong road, I think. And people go, oh, right, if I, if I buy into that, I can lose the weight as well. And it's just not true, because 90% of them put the weight back on again. So you, you're wasting your money. Odd outbreak of light rain this afternoon. I hope it doesn't dampen the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade, being held a little bit in advance. But Johnny and I will be celebrating, sort of in advance of our birthday. And Because uh, Thursday's the birthday, and actually I'm going to a... A memorial lunch for the late Jack Seaton, uh, who was such a stalwart of British Music Hall and stuff like that. And they've asked me to say a few words, but I think Roy Hudd will be there and loads of other people. So I'm looking forward to that on Thursday. And then the St. Patrick's Day Parade today, which I think starts in Piccadilly. I know that it culminates down here in Trafalgar Square because they've started putting up all the, the tents and the stage and everything else. There'll be loads of sort of food. I don't even know what traditional Irish food is. What would be traditional Irish food? Soda bread. Oh, right. What was the other stuff you said? Coddy? What's that? Is that... Oh, just... Beef and... Oh, beef and Guinness stew sounds quite nice. Could quite go for that with some mashed potato. That sounds lovely. Guinness I can't touch. Yeah, we're not... Sorry? Who? Gino's doing a St. Patrick. Oh, good. Well, I'll have to listen to that one, then. He can sort of tempt me into sort of cooking... Oh, crap. I'm absolute rubbish at cooking. I, re- I can't cook for tofu. It doesn't make any difference, does it? Because they make everything now. But beef in uh, in Guinness sounds delightful. Quite happily go for that one. You've only got um, six minutes to go on the how low. Six minutes to go. Uh, Kerry Katona is piled on a stone by comfort eating, uh, mainly because she's not working. She doesn't actually have a job. She lurches from one useless disaster to another, I'm afraid. She's been scoffing Chinese takeaways and beef curries. Apparently after starving herself for months for the skating show. No, she didn't. What a load of old rubbish. It really is. T- I mean, it's, it's ha- ha- how to make, you know, nothing out of nothing. And that's Kerry Katona. Uh, all she'll do is she'll just wait till another reality show comes along. If it doesn't, you'll just have the silly little stories in the papers put out by her agent to try and, you know, make it look a little bit more interesting, I suppose. Apparently Hollywood star Elizabeth Taylor has told friends and family she wants to be buried close to Michael Jackson. 
her four children and nine grandchildren are very pleased she's chosen Forest Lawn Memorial Park rather than Switzerland, where Richard Burton is buried. I always thought she would go there. It's a, it's a thing as you get a bit older, you start thinking, I think I'd like to be buried there. That's quite pretty. I'll go there. A source close to the actress says her heart had been set on being next to Richard, because, you know, they couldn't live together, they couldn't live without each other. But her love for her kids and grandchildren has won through. She's 79. She's uh, struck down with a, a congestive heart failure at the moment. But uh, Michael Jackson, of course, is, uh, is in a, a very nice crip marble uh, crypt, uh, a marble-lined coffin and everything. It looks absolutely delightful. It really does. And uh, I still can't believe it. When I was watching the This Is It programme, which would have been his tour over here, he looked fantastic. I mean, he looked fit. He looked happy. He looked well. It was all going, you know, it was all on course. In fact, he was just days away from departing to come over here for the start of, God knows how he'd have managed, 50 shows. You know, nowadays you'd be mad as a brush to even to even think about doing 50 shows, especially shows that were that demanding. But the video's great. If you haven't seen it, even uh, Neil Tennant from the Pet Shop Boys said he, he bought it as well. Can't imagine Neil Tennant going out and buying stuff like that, but he was our in conversation and uh, you can catch him on the podcast. You can also have a look at the lovely pictures on the LBC website of uh, me on the London Eye. So it really was an interview as we've got some great pictures up there with Hayley Westenra, and she'll be coming up for a, an in-conversation very shortly, plus Larry Lamb and Fern Britton. You're waiting for me to leave the studio, aren't you? I can tell. I always tell you you get a little bit tetchy towards the end, but I'm not going just yet, because I have to tell you that Stephen Fry has now revealed, as he seems to reveal everything, that he was addicted to cocaine. He apparently was snorting the drug for 15 years. Comes as no surprise to me. He, he claims it calmed him down and helped him to do difficult crosswords. I think, actually, to be honest with you, all people who do cocaine, they're living in a false... You know, it's a false kind of economy, isn't it? People think it makes them, you know, very interesting and very entertaining. And then the Beatles spent most of their life writing albums when they were high as kites, so that was their most creative. I don't really think since then Paul McCartney has been as creative. But uh, for Stephen Fry to uh, admit that he took it for... 15 years, and he claims it calmed him down. It made him as balmy as a fruitcake, as far as I was concerned. Listen, uh, just about it for this morning, apart from four nurses who've recorded a charity album. They're called The Four Nurses. They're raising cash for Macmillan Cancer Support. They work at the Whittington Hospital. They've uh, recorded three specially written songs, and uh, good for them, because it's Macmillan's centenary year, and they do so much good work, so much good work. Listen, I'm going to go and uh, join a bit of the St Patrick's Day Parade, then head back, because we've got rugby in Twickenham today. 82,000 fans will be enjoying themselves and partaking of wine and uh, food and all the local hostelries. So good luck to the Barmy Arms. I'm sure that Alec and Hillary have geared themselves up for it already. I bet by the time I get back, it's absolutely swamped the place. Check out all the stuff on the LBC website. Check out the blog later. Don't forget to podcast the programme and don't forget to tell all your friends as well. Because if you tell your friends, then we can spread the word about LBC 97.3. Have a great weekend. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at 5am. And if you can't manage to get up, you can always learn how to podcast. Andrew is with you after the news at 10, which is next. <laughs>